Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Co-Optional Podcast on the 28th of May 2015. Yay! It's been so long! It has been a while, hasn't it? It's Yay. been, what, three weeks it's since so the last long. show? So we do apologize for that. Lots of things got in the way. You know, yesterday was the first time that I saw the surgical site that I obviously have on my body now from the surgery. Uh, turns out it was a big hole in my stomach. That was fun. I'm like, I've been avoiding looking at it for this entire time. Because uh, they, they've had to, uh, every day they have, they have to like unpack and repack the wound so it kind of closes up on its own. Because uh, they didn't want to stitch it or anything. And I looked at it in the mirror, I'm like, fucking hell! Like, it's just, <laughs> oh, it's no. like, whoa! I, I didn't expect that. Uh, so I've just been kind of terrified by the whole idea, but never mind. Yeah, that's mostly what's got in the way of us doing a show. And uh, Jesse was out of the country, whoring himself out, so I've been told. Shamelessly. True. That, I did, that did happen. It did happen. All that, all that occurred. And I had a lot of fun, so I enjoy whoring myself out. Of course you do. <laughs> Especially for money. Especially for money. Speaking of money, today's episode is brought to you by Crunchyroll.com slash TotalBiscuit, the premium source for 1080p anime. You can sign up for a free 30-day trial at Crunchyroll.com slash TotalBiscuit. There'll be an ad later in the show, but for two minutes, we are now obligated to talk about anime. I have never been more proud of you. (laughs) Hey, they pay well, and they're a good service. As it turns out, I was actually watching some anime on Crunchyroll last night. And it what went did by... you watch? I mean? watched the what first few watch? episodes of something called World Trigger. You know, I'm picky when it comes to anime, so I've been looking for something that's sort of action-based and a bit sci-fi. You know, that's kind of the stuff that I usually like. So I had a look at this World Trigger thing because I saw some guy with what looked like an energy sword of some description. So I'm like, okay, let's do this. Perfect. So, so the whole thing about Crunchyroll <laughs> uh, is that you, you can just binge on, on this stuff. So I just started binging on it from the beginning. And the series is still ongoing, but this is about a, it's set in Japan, as you might imagine, in the city, which periodically gets invaded by aliens from another dimension. And they come through these holes and they come and try and kill everybody. And what happened was they set up an agency called Border in this giant ass fucking citadel thingy, uh, who use these things called triggers, which is alien technology to transform themselves into super badass, we're going to kill the aliens sort of dudes. And the series focuses on a character who is apparently one of those aliens, but in human form, who has for some inexplicable reason been sent to Japan to go to school. Nobody knows why. <laughs> Oh, I was hoping what? you were going to say But that. that's anime in a nutshell, isn't it? That does happen quite a lot. And he meets a trainee agent of Border. And... Is, it a girl? Is it a girl? Is it no. an attractive animu girl? No, it's not an attractive animu girl. No, no. Is uh, there a love story? Uh, not yet, anyway, as far as Will I can Will there tell. be a love story? I don't know, Only hopefully. No. There is there is a A-rank uh, female character who doesn't like the main character, so I guess there might be something going on Man, there at some point. But That's, that's the Vegeta. Right now they're enemies, but give it, give it three seasons, they will be best friends, yeah, and, and lovers, the, just like yeah. in Dragon Ball. Yeah, yeah so it's it, and it's kind of weird because the the guys should really turn this guy in, but he ends up saving his life because apparently he's super powerful and stuff. So the arrangement is, um, I won't turn you in as long as you protect me, and also I will teach you about Japan because you know nothing about Japan. Oh my so, gosh, it's like Go Go Nippon, but like with 
with so, with entrance. alien swords and giant fights. Yeah, it's it's kind of like would've that. Made for a better game, honestly. Yeah, that would have been a great. Well, game. Probably would. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's got some interesting comedy moments because of the fact that. Uh, he doesn't know anything about Japan, so he ends up in all these really stupid, awkward situations. And But he's also like a super powerful alien who's trying to hide the fact that this is a super powerful alien. So, you know, uh, that's okay. Yeah, I, I'm enjoying that so far. Nicely animated. I, I like stuff with aliens and fighting and things like that. What Have you been watching anything, Dodger? I imagine you have been. I haven't kept up with this season very well. This season has been a little bit lackluster, except for... Um... Season two of I Can't Understand What My Husband Is Saying. If you want an anime that only has like like five minute episodes, um, it's literally a show about a really normal girl who starts dating a mega nerd. Well, they're they're married. She marries a mega nerd. And then he like talks about anime and games and shit all the time. And she's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, that's the whole show. And it's really funny. But, like, you really just described my marriage just <laughs> You should watch so. this show. You need it's to really get funny. on my level, Boogie. I'm pretty sure my yeah. wife's nerdier than I am when it comes to that yeah. kind of stuff. There's actually like a really short anime, which I, I presume is probably aimed at kids, that uh, my wife watches with my son sometimes about this cat, Chi the cat or whatever. Oh my gosh, yes. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's literally like five minutes, and it's this yeah. cat that yeah, just does cat it's things. It's a little round cat, right? Yes, it's, but oh it also speaks. God. It speaks for some reason. Oh, wait. Yeah. I'm looking this up. I'm looking this up. How do you spell it? It's, uh, uh, I think it, I'm not sure if it's spelled, I'm pretty sure it's not spelled the same way as Persona Chie. Uh, it's Ch Cheese Home. Uh, apparently. Cheese Sweet Home. Cheese, cheese sweet, sweet Home. home. Yeah, That's so it's spelled C-H-I-S. And they're literally five-minute episodes of this cat doing dumb shit. It's so cute. <laughs> Oh that, my that's god. It. Well, yeah, don't, Google, don't Google that. Don't Google that. Oh my god. <laughs> this is making Whoa. my heart hurt. No, no, no. There is. Do not. Whatever TB told you to look up, C-H-I-S-E. Don't look that up because that is a I, cat without a face. Do I, not. I'm not even. I, don't even what? look that up. No. I'm not even joking with you. It is a real thing. And it's disgusting. No, that that we was not that. what I said at all. I didn't I didn't spell it out that way. But never mind. You, I, you definitely did. <laughs> anyway, you can just... check out that and other anime over at our sponsor sponsor for today's show, which is Crunchyroll.com. So, total biscuit. Our guest for today is, of course, the returning monster himself. His name uh, is Boogie two nine eight eight, and he's here to crush the city. Welcome to the show. Hi guys, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me back on. Yep, it's I believe this is your second time on the show. Yeah, I think it's been a. A it's been a couple while. years. Like, it's been a while. Yeah, at least a year. In a since moment. Last on the show. Yeah. 1984. Yeah, I remember <laughs> back when the co-optional podcast was being filmed out west during the gold rush, and we would always talk about. Well, not. Never mind. <laughs> Sorry. Uh -huh. I was I waiting for Jesse there. to take uh -huh. up the gold there. rush thing and to see yeah. if he. Yeah, me too. Uh, I was expecting. Jesse I was disappointed, to honestly. Yes, that's uh, how there were no the old gold miners in 1984, guys. Okay, <laughs> never mind. Oh man, but yeah, welcome to the show, Boogie. Of course, you've Thank been you. very busy lately, no doubt about that. You've been doing a great deal when it comes to either vlogging or doing your Francis character. Things seem to be going pretty well for you. Yep, been uh, doing a lot of Twitch now. I guess now for about 18 sure. months. I've been Twitch as well, and doing YouTube and and making videos in the middle of a um 
controversy about obese people over there on the reddits it's been it's been oh, a lot of fun yes. lately i i've been a keeping of... track of that i'm like god damn it guys like it, you know this is a very there's a very simple solution to all of this bullshit it's like treat people like human beings and all of this problem will go away right i know right like that seems like common sense but i think you it's think not so. as common as it used to be but that's okay well, like it's I mean, becoming uncommon you know, sense. You just got but... to accept, of course, that you know if you hate and decry all fat people, they will automatically get thinner. Right, that's the right, way that exactly. it works, that's how right? That works. Yeah. yeah. Well, in, in their defense, I did have one too many sandwiches at this point, so well, we're correct. So did I. So did Jesse. You know, we know mm -hmm. that. But mm -hmm. right. are there sandwiches on this podcast now? No, I'm. Well, the budget doesn't stretch that far. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> right. Once we get paid here. by Crunchyroll, we might be able to afford sandwiches. <laughs> but as it stands, no. Anyway, you've got yourself a swanky new office space, Jesse. Do you not have catering there? I wish. Oh, my oh, God. Your Dodger. office sucks. Dodger. Let's get, get on there. Get on there. going. Hell yeah. Hire us some caterers. Uh, yeah, no, I, everything is being put together right now. So I'm on little baby Tyrion computer as I move everything in and get it set up. But I, with pride, Yoda with the candy bowl and his little crown is good to go. Do you want to you see something come... fun? Oh, no. Just to be clear, the day Here's you the uh, showed off that... She's uh... going to try, try and get in. The door's locked. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, can, can you leave more second, often? That would be the great. The second that I put my headphones down, I was like, I wonder if he locked the door. <laughs> <laughs> and then turned out... Damn it! Curses! All right, well, still fun, right? Yeah, I mean, I was highly entertained by that whole thing. The day you tweeted out that uh, candy dish, by the way, I went to Amazon to order it. And then I discovered there was a Darth Vader one, so we got that one instead. Oh, did you get Vader? Yeah, we got Vader instead. So. Yeah, so then I got, like, someone sent me a crown, and so I put the crown on Yoda, and he gives you candy. <laughs> was it a loot crate? Look, someone gave it to me. I don't know who. That's that, a, the, that would not fit like the, in a loot crate. Come on. No, it's a. Oh, it's like a blow up one. It's oh, like, okay. That's the one um, YouTuber Ashens went like crazy about. Like he like spent twenty minutes just complaining about how terrible loot crate had gotten because of that particular item. And that it was crown? not the best. Look crate. at Yoda. I, I, I like the Yoda implication that, that loot crate so good. was somehow That's good like before. That's like a tattoo. That's like a tattoo you'd see on a gangster. That is a yeah. great Yoda tattoo. Yoda, I, I want to get that Yoda, Yoda with, with the crown. crown. Serving candy. candy. <laughs> Put it right above my ass. That, like, ladies. You get a tramp stamp of Yoda serving candy. Okay, fair enough. With the crown. <laughs> yep. Of course you would. Welcome to the Corruptional Podcast. We do occasionally talk about video games. Coming up in the show, we'll be talking about the games that we've been playing this week. I've been playing tons of video games. I've had time. So I've been I've played like 15 video games. Some, some of them are okay, too. And we'll also be covering the news, and then we'll be wrapping up the show with releases and shameless plugging. Lots and lots of shameless plugging for everything that we're doing at this point. Simple as that. Not a complex format. I'm pretty sure everyone can handle it. So why don't we start off with our guest, Boogie. What have you been playing this week? Uh, I tried the Smite beta on Xbox One last night. Okay. I found that to be okay. Did you play um, it on PC prior to that? I have never played it on PC. Okay. So oh, it was my first time experimenting with the game. And I've been kind of spoiled. If I'm playing on PC, I'm playing Heroes of the Storm these days. Yes. Because I love Heroes. It is so good. It's a good game. And for me, it takes all that complicated stuff that I just don't really feel is necessary, like in League and, 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 and Dota. It takes a lot of that out for a user like me. 
and then makes it more about what you do rather than what you buy or whether you get last hits. That's so important to me. And so messing around with Smite, it was kind of a, a culture shock moment because it's back to that for me, buying items and buying. And I, I, I don't know. It, it just seems laborious at this point to me. It's just not, it's not as fun. I've been playing uh, Witcher 3 on stream, which is... Well, that's going to be the next so... hour of discussion between most of you. You guys go for it. I'm just going to sit back and enjoy the ride because I have not even loaded that game yet. Let me just go ahead and say, let me just go ahead and say that in, it is 2015 and we have released a mostly bugless game that runs really well on PC that had no like pre-order bonuses for like which store you purchased it from, no microtransactions built in. Yes, there's a season pass. But even if you don't get the season pass, you're getting 16 pieces of free DLC, and it's somehow 2015. This is the only AAA game that I played in the last two years that wasn't mired by some gimmick. It's just a game. It just feels like the whole game. I, I'm, I've played it now for about 20 hours. I think I've started the storyline. I'm not sure. Just yeah, incredible. Though, just right? incredible. <laughs> I I, uh, I finally, like, my viewers actually were getting frustrated. They're like, you've got to do something that's related to the actual story. Could you nope. please F do that? I'm like, F nope. Boogie. F and Boogie. You do what you exactly. do. Have Jesse fun. has made hundreds of thousands of dollars by collecting elf fruit in the fucking hinterlands. I'm pretty sure boogie. you can pull this off. <laughs> you play how you want to play. I Here's the thing I will tell everyone when they say don't do, you're not doing the main storyline. The starting area... Um, has more story in it than most major games have in their entire game. If you go see one person, their storyline and their little side quest is connected to every other little side quest happening in that zone. So everything you do relates to learning about what happened in that little area. And it's not just random BS. Every once in a while you'll find like a treasure chest just out in the middle of the woods or some monsters to kill. But 90% of the time you're finding things that are legitimately important to the world and not just, you know, and, random side quest crap. Yeah, and some of the side quests, like, greatly affect the main story, too. So it behooves you to do them. <laughs> yeah, you can, you, if you, as you move through the main story, you go back and you see the outcome of the things you did, too. So everything you do has a point and everything you do is a choice of consequence. So if you do stuff because you're nice, Later on, people might like you, but you're broke as shit because you didn't make any money. And, you know, there's uh, it's fantastic. It's a fantastic game. What are, the, what are the biggest complaints? The only complaint I've heard about the game, actually, um, is that it's a very chatty <laughs> game. And it is. But one of the things that confuses me is I don't like... I don't like cutscenes when the cutscenes are just there to be tagged on, to just kind of try to create some cohesive glue. But with The Witcher 3, the, the, the cutscenes are half the game they're like and they're so well done and it's so interesting to hear it's so interesting to interact i i can't understand how people are like well i don't want to hear people talk for a while i get that that's not <sighs> your the style voice of acting game is so but good. the voice acting is so good it's weird to hear scenes. that about a witcher game considering i remember when the first witcher game came out the voice acting mm -hmm. was so bad they had to release an enhanced edition to fix that and redo all the voice acting because it was just ugh, it was not good can i get TB, the footage you just used, did you? Was that mm. from my Let's Play? Was yes, that, that was one? you literally wandering around a room for five minutes, putting out all the candles. For, I the, for, those, who, for those who are curious, <laughs> that why would be suitable I did that. considering what we were talking about there. I had a theory when playing this game. 
when you first start, Yennefer's all like, let me put my face on. He's like, you're the only woman I know who does that before, right? And my theory was, what if I turn out all the candles? Can I then get laid? Because she doesn't have to put her face on because it's dark. It didn't work out, but it was a good theory. That's why I was doing that in the episode. Mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, that's why I did those things. Yeah, no, but here's the thing. They put stuff like that in the game where you don't think it'll do something, and then it does. So when you discover it, you're like, what else did I miss? So I had this moment of like, maybe, just gotta, maybe. Gotta try it, man. Gotta try it. Uh, the, yeah. the best thing to add into the game is Gwent. Can I? Oh. Can we agree? I that Gwent cannot is just beat a single have, fucking game of Gwent. I can't <laughs> understand that game for the goddamn have life you, of me. Have you seen the 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 posts that are being made that are basically like Gwent is better than Hearthstone, like a better card game? Like people are like, it's crazy that this card game came out and it also came with a video game too. Like people, <laughs> the posts are amazing. It's really fun. I am awful it's at really it too. Good. Don't worry. Really I'm I'm very bad at it, but I'm also bad yeah. at every other card game. Well, after 20 years of Magic the Gathering, if I wasn't good at Gwent, I would just end my gaming career today, to be honest with you. I don't, like, I don't, I don't understand it. I can't, I can't grasp it. I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a card game that you play. Yeah. It's, it's, if Thank you enjoy. You. I hadn't understood yeah. that part. <laughs> You're welcome. If, if you enjoyed, um, let's see, if you enjoyed things like all the Final Fantasy card games, like in Final Fantasy VIII. And all those Those little, like, bonus things. Oh, yeah. But if you enjoy stuff like that as a minigame, you'll love this. To to this day, Final Fantasy VIII is my favorite Final Fantasy, and it was because of that card game. That was a triple trial. I loved the card game in VIII. It was great. It was so good. Uh, But Gwent has uh, one of my favorite little Easter eggs in a video game ever. Very minor spoiler here. But one of the cards is like one of the low power minions or whatever. It's a Malay unit called Poor Fucking Infantry. And it was like, the, I laughed for 10 minutes when I first saw that. It's brilliant. It is such a good name. Um, <laughs> yeah. But with a Witcher, it's good. It's, it's good. It's real good. Yeah, I feel like the, the biggest complaints that I've heard really have been about the graphics. But I, like, I think the game is beautiful. Even if some yep. people are like, it's not quite beautiful enough for me. I'm like, Okay, that's fine. It's gorgeous well, to me. So, graphically, I think the problem was, and this is, I think, kind of funny. And and again, when Witcher Two came out, they had equal graphics problems. When you go high end in in the Witcher games, that's when things are like, let's make everything as crazy as possible looking. And so it always becomes a problem. And so for myself and a few other people who have like supercomputers built to play a game like this, when you jack everything up and you max everything out, something's super broke like um the hair because the hair has its own little physics thing yeah it's uh, called nvidia hairworks there was some controversy about that because they were saying oh well hairworks is uh, making the game run badly on amd cards no 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 it's running badly on everything like exactly it's really ridiculous i thought i was able to stream the game uh for the first 10 minutes of trying to play until somebody just said just turn it off and yeah yeah, i'm running a, a 970 and i had to turn it off so. Yeah, there's a bunch of other settings. I, I got to the point where I was freaking out because in the middle of cutscenes, the game would just sh- shut down. Like, it would just crash on me every time. Oh, yeah, it and launched, I and it was kind of... It was crashing for a lot of people initially, wasn't it? Like, they patched yeah. it pretty quick, but it was not working on launch, not properly. I'll give, the, I'll give them all the credit in the world, though. In a week, they went from patch... Or, or from 1.0 to 1.04 in a week, and they were like, here, we fixed everything, go play. 
And so far, it's working great. But um, I contacted the guys and was like, what? How do I fix this? And they sent me a big list of things to just turn off. And I was like, oh, all right, done. And it works fine now. So it's definitely one of those things where if you are playing on medium or low settings, you won't ever have a problem because you'll never have those features. If you're playing on high, you may. And if you're playing on ultra, you probably bugged out like everyone else. And it's just because CD Projekt loves to make things as crazy beautiful as they can, which also, if you remember Witcher 2, destroyed people's graphics cards. Like, graphics cards yeah. caught on fire. Yeah, if you like, are on, if you had Uber sampling on, basically, you, you could not play that game. It's that simple. Uh, you had to have that option off. I mean, they made that game look phenomenal. I'm running it on... Um, high, not ultra, because I'm uh, playing it while exclusively while streaming, and it it runs very well. And high looks amazing. But I've even seen the Xbox version, Xbox One version of the game, and whereas it's even at 900p scaled up, it still looks amazing there. I mean, they pushed every piece of hardware to its the, the as far as they could go, and it just man, it, what a beautifully drawn game. And I know there's the whole controversy of the downgrade between the the trade show trailers versus what eventually came out and like a lot of people compared it to what watchdogs right which yeah, had similar the watch things Dogs downgrade i mean you know but but the reality yeah. of it is when you take that controversy and apply it to watchdogs you're left with watchdogs which is a lukewarm game at best and when you apply that controversy to witcher 3 and you boil it down you have witcher 3 which may not look as good as the trade show trailers did but it plays better than you could have ever imagined a game to play so I, I, a lot of people call dual standard on that because I, I love The Witcher, but I was mad at Watch Dogs. But uh, it really, to me, comes down to the game. It's always about the game. It's the game. It's the game. It's the game. And the game is amazing. It's amazing. Yep. This cat hates me. <laughs> it's no doubt. It just doesn't like me. Which one is that? This, this is the smaller one. This is Freya. And she, she'll kind of sit on my shoulder sometimes like a parrot. As demonstrated, but really, she just wants to go mess shit up. Please don't. There you go. Off you go. <laughs> she she sat in the sink last night mm-hmm. with a uh, running water and just kind of batted at the water for like twenty minutes for That's no reason. Watson Watson does that. She'll yeah. the second that I start running a sink, she will run from wherever she is in the house and just be like, "Oh my god, are you running water right now?" And just like sit in the sink and just like, yes. But then get mad when it gets on her face. It's like, it's you yeah. who's doing this. Like, yeah, if I get it on her face or on, like, her hind legs, she's like, nope, yeah. nope, I don't want this anymore. They had they had a bath yesterday, and they actually were totally fine with it. Apparently, Bengal cats are pretty much okay with it. Um, yeah, they're, not, they're not really concerned too much with... Uh, oh, apparently the other one's coming in as well. All right. So they're not too concerned with that. But anyway, kind of back to the Witcher downgrade thing. I mean, this is definitely a downgrade of the Witcher 3, this one right here. But, you know, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, so it, it's still kind of it's still kind of understandable that people would be upset about it. And I think it, it kind of demonstrates a problem with the industry at the moment that for some reason, the early versions of the games are looking wor- are looking better, not worse than the final version which is really mm-hmm. backwards. Like, that's not really mm-hmm. how it should be. Well, but we have so much of that. Like, we've had so many games come out where the, the <coughs> vertical slice and the kind of demo gameplay from E3 or whatever ends up not being as good as Witcher 3. Uh, but well, isn't, isn't like the, the, final the majority of, of the reasons for that? Like, oh God, I'm going to be that guy. Isn't it basically like console-based <laughs> issues? Oh, God, why? Like, I mean, isn't that what uh. it comes down to in the end? The, the fact that, 
the, everything they're making is on their own. Like when you see it at at cons or whatever, you're seeing it on a PC. And then in order to get it on console, they have to just downgrade everything. Yeah, the the, the problem is, though, that people, are, and that's a lot of what the downgrade is apparently all about, because consoles couldn't handle it. But I'm not running on a console, so I shouldn't give a fuck about the limitations of a console, right? Like, uh, you down, why downgrade it for everybody? Why downgrade it? You know, I, there's, there's this term called console parity, which I fucking hate. It's like, look, I... I didn't buy a fucking console to play these games. I bought a PC to play them. Why should I get punished? Because people run on consoles. Well, for me, if like if we're gonna if we're gonna talk about that, I if graphics have to be adjusted somehow, that's fine. If you were gonna make it so that my use of keyboard and mouse is severely stunted because you need it to match up with a controller, that's when I start having big. Yes, problems. thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's all I, I, I I've grown yep. up on mouse and keyboard. I was using mouse I went from NES to mouse and keyboard and then back with the PlayStation 2 to a controller. I guess the PlayStation 1. But I my preferred method is always mouse and keyboard. And when the control scheme does not work on mouse and keyboard, you've lost me entirely. Oh yeah. Like that. I'll make an exception for fighting game, obviously. But beyond that, yeah, it's the most frustrating thing in the world. For me, it's and platformers. It's always way easier for me to play platformers on a controller. But like any other game, I will want to play on a keyboard. Keyboard and mouse, yeah. yeah. I mean, for me, it's just like racing games on a controller. And in some cases, platformers. But outside of that, yeah, I'll want to play keyboard and mouse pretty much all the time. But the parody thing is bullshit. I really, I really don't like the fact that that happened. And I'm getting to the point where... I'm going to start calling games out that pull this shit as basically false advertising. Because, look, if you build the hype of your game off footage which isn't representative of the final product, you don't just get away with that by disclaiming it. Like, it's like, oh, it's not representative of the final product. Yeah, but it looks way, way better than the final product. So you built a pre-order, you know, if pre-order culture didn't exist, I wouldn't care as much about this. But it does, and people push pre-orders all the fucking time. And that means... You are pre-selling copies of a game based on footage which isn't real. And that, to me, is bullshit. That's false advertising. You shouldn't be doing it. And it doesn't matter if it's a fucking PC darling like CD Projekt or if it's Ubisoft pulling that shit. Don't pull that shit. You know, the best thing that you can do is to understate in your pre-release stuff and then surprise people, you know? Right. Don't, don't raise expectations to the fucking high heavens and then disappoint people. I really, it's it, to me, after having played Game Dev Tycoon, I, wo I wonder why it's not just a prerequisite to have to play Game Dev Tycoon to be a game dev. <laughs> because they teach you these really important lessons about like overhype and, and how it affects sales figures. And the game is, I mean, it's really smart when it teaches you to be very mild when you are first hyping your game. You want a little bit of a hype. You don't want to oversell it. Otherwise, it all blows up in your face. How that doesn't, how this does not game press 101, I just don't understand. Like, how that's not PR 101. Well, it's just the way that things work now. Like, everything is, is pushed two years, every major AAA game is pushed two years before it comes out. They show this vertical slice, which is not what the final game looks like at all. And they start pre-ordering, like, two years in advance. That's no. why they do it, because they want to sell pre-orders. Yeah. I think, I think, though, based at least on my audience... I can say anecdotally that I think people are beginning to get burnt enough to where they're not even pre-ordering anymore. And I think I read an article a couple weeks back that Australians are pre-ordering less. So if we can get that to catch on everywhere, that would be great. 
Because I like I tried to explain with Mortal Kombat X. Like somebody's like, "Will you pre-order Mortal Kombat X?" Yeah, I'm a huge fan of the franchise. But if you really look at it, if I if Mortal Kombat X had turned out to be terrible, which it didn't, it was which I it loved did on PC. It was a fucking oh uh, the PC version was a nightmare. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but I got it for PlayStation Four because uh, I knew it was a game I wasn't going to stream. I knew I was just going to play it with my friends. Mm. One of them in the living room co-op, you know. Um, and I pre-ordered that game. Um, and then been disappointed by the game, what did I get? I got a $5 pre-order character. So I would rather spend an extra $5 on the release version of the game once I know it's good rather than gamble $60 in the hopes to get $5 for free and then waste that entire $60. It's just common sense at that point. You're either out so. $60 or you're out $5. You're only out $5 if you pre-order and the game is good. You're out $60 if you pre-order and the game is bad. It's a stupid the, gamble. It's a stupid gamble that the house wins every fucking time. Exactly. Exactly. And the worst part about it is, like when I was growing up, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an old old man. I'm, I'm sitting here at 40. So when I was growing up, hype for a video game, you'd read about it in Nintendo Magazine. You'd rush out and get it the day one. The chances of me seeing a review, which would be published in a magazine 10 days following the release of the game, was impossible. These days, you can watch somebody stream it often a day or two before the game is even released. You can see YouTube videos a day or two before the game is even released. You don't even have to hear somebody's subjective review of the game. You can just watch just the watch game yourself gameplay, yeah. and know whether or not it appeals to you. It's so bizarre that we're so eager, you know, I, but I think people are, yeah. I think people are wising up to it. Do you not feel like sometimes hype isn't entirely the game company's fault? That sure. sometimes it's oh, of course. our yeah. fault. Oh, yeah. That <laughs> because this... we're definitely, I mean, we are, for some reason, we are still in that culture of, this is going to be my fucking game of the year, man. Yeah, and we're like, you haven't amazing. even touched, you touched it. You haven't touched it. You haven't even it. touched it yet. Also, like, uh, we are part of the problem, for yes, sure. Yes, yes. De Devil's advocate here. I am going to say that the idea that people are less, like, pre-ordering less is completely false. I feel like, if anything, they're doing it more. And uh, just to just to, as a great example, I love this. <clears throat> right now, weeks to launch, not available. Total pre-orders for Halo Five, two hundred five thousand at number one. And then uh, for a little further down the list, Kingdom Hearts Three, not available. No one knows when that's coming out. Pre-orders already at one hundred two thousand pre-orders. So, uh, Uncharted Four, not available. No one knows. 83,000 pre-orders. Um, uh, Arkham Knight, uh, as of March 28th, 10 weeks to launch. On uh, Xbox One, 94,000. On uh, PS4, 198,000. Like, these are games that don't... Like, there's some of these are so far out, they... Metal Gear Solid 5, 133,000 total pre-orders as I mean, of March That 28th. sounds like a lot, but you've got to bear in mind those games are going to be selling millions each. So that's actually a fairly small percentage. Uh, according to um, a trade magazine in the UK, they also believe the pre-orders are down in the UK as well. I don't know if it's representative in the US. It's also a bit weird because I have to wonder if they have too. digital numbers. Like, do they... Uh, they probably don't have access to Steam's numbers, I would think. So... As a result, it's really hard to judge whether or not pre-ordering is actually down. All I know for sure is that I see fucking pre-ordered games in the top sellers list on Steam constantly. And it's weird because especially on PC, 
you are taking a stupid risk doing that. I mean, Mortal Kombat 10 was like number one at one point, and everyone who pre-ordered that got burned because even if you didn't get the bug where it didn't download the whole game so it was unplayable, the netcode was so shoddily done that it was basically unplayable online. So it's just, it's, but I, God, I mean, people just keep going back to the fire and sticking their hand in. And uh, I know a lot of people in chat were saying that the reason why their pre-order bonuses is because pre-orders are decreasing. That's wrong. Uh, The reason why pre-orders bonuses exist is because Xbox paid the company to get it a little bit early. Uh And as a result, they got a few extra thingies thrown into it. Yeah, and I mean, so GameStop that's pulls that shit paid. as well. They actually, like, throw money at the thing to get something exclusive. And the problem yeah. is a lot of this content is being locked behind paywalls. Someone brought up the example, apparently Harley Quinn is a pre-order bonus. Like, you want to play as Harley Quinn in Arkham Knight, you've got to pre-order the fucking game. Which, is, again, is a big fuck you. Like, anyone that does that, this is not the first time they've pulled that either. Like, I'm pretty- Warner Brothers that. is notorious for this sort of thing. If I recall correctly, wasn't it Arkham City that put uh, Catwoman behind a pre-order paywall as well? Yes. It's- it's so frustrating because i want to be excited about arkham knight but these kinds of policies make me not want to be excited about arkham knight because if i'm excited about it and i talk about it on stream if i talk about it on youtube other people get excited and then i'm basically recommending them a game that has a base price of a hundred dollars well because the 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 season pass for this game is 40 on top of a 60 dollar game that's ridiculous like that's here's no, I mean, like, like, here's the thing, though, is what you're asking people, again, devil's advocate, what you're asking people is to decide between getting that content and never having access to it. And most people would rather take the chance and get Catwoman or Harley, in this case, uh, than uh, never Incidentally, have the that. Catwoman thing was wrong. It was like, that was when they were doing the whole, if you buy used games, you don't get it. It was the online pass system that used to exist. That's what oh, that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which That's is a bit right. different. That's right. Which, by the way, I'm still okay with. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not a fan of used games. And as a PC gamer, I've never really been concerned with it anyway. But hey, right. anyway, continue. But, uh, you know, the idea is that most people, uh, psych- psychologically, would choose the idea of getting something over not getting it and so they were like well i'm on the edge about this game oh but i get free crap which again is all part of the reason they're marketing it to you there are people that make a ton of money to figure out how to get you to buy their stuff and in this case your options are get it or don't get it and most times people will say i want it and that's that's all that means but that's putting your consumer over the barrel, right? I mean, that's like... that's it is. Yes, like, like, that's, that's exactly like, what that's that is. A, but yes. if they keep accepting it, then why be. wouldn't you keep doing it? Like, people keep pre-ordering this shit. It's, and it's, it just infuriates me because we see so many big, like, posts on things like Reddit. It's like, stop pre-ordering. Don't pre-order video games. And then as soon as the latest and greatest comes onto the pre-order list, it's instantly fucking number one. So, I mean, I guess it's either a lot of people who claim they're going to do that and then get easily taken in, or it really just comes down to the fact that places like Reddit are a serious vocal minority and the vast majority of gamers don't give a fuck about any of that stuff and just pre-order the game anyway because they get whisked away on the hype train, which again would be fine if people were honest about their video games and it gets right back to the point that if you're advertising it with false footage and you're selling pre-orders, as far as I'm concerned, that's false advertising. That's a consumer rights issue. That should entitle people to a refund if it doesn't... That you know, that would be a great way of keeping developers honest. If there was an actual law in place that said, look, you anything you show prior to this game coming out, the game better be up to that standard at least. And if it's not, your consumer's entitled to a fucking refund. That would be good. 
but <laughs> fat never, chance of that ever happening. Never, yeah, that'll never happen. No, in especially not in America. Years. I mean, Europe mm-hmm. maybe, but in America, fuck no. Oh well. Yeah. Anyway, what else have uh, we been playing this week, uh, Jesse? What have you been up to? Oh man, um, I uh, honestly I haven't played much except for Witcher. I love that game, and um, I I mean. I did play Total War, but it's completely shameless to talk about it, so I will. Uh, Total War. You were Arena. paid for this, by the way. Just make to- it. Oh, that. Uh, yeah. But I mean, Total War Arena's. Uh, uh, I had a ton of fun. I think it's a game that has a lot of issues it needs to work out, and that cavalry are invincible. Mm. But um, yeah, it's fun. I would definitely say that when you can actually play it, and it's out of alpha, play it, try it out. It's. Well, it's I mentioned be a fr- it before. Free to play game, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, maybe. I'm not sure about that. Um, I can't but, imagine they're going to sell a multiplayer-only Total War. That doesn't seem likely. It's more like yeah, it's a, it's a, play. it's a 10v10 Total War battle. You can draw like three units each, right? Yes, and they, you can. You have generals like uh, Julius Caesar and uh, Alexander the Great, and a bunch of you know historical generals from that early period of i'm trying to figure out what period that would be like greece and ancient rome kind of okay. period and uh you control these different units and so you have everything from hoplites to cavalrymen to archers to all sorts of things you upgrade them think of it like the um uh, god like the war games franchises like all those things where as you play you're leveling up your character and so the more time you put into it but then you can also buy special units that uh, don't affect your actual progress. They're like a special thing. So like in, in World of Tanks, there's like super tanks that you can buy, but it actually, besides being fun, might actually hurt you long-term to actually have bought them because... Uh, well, I mean, I, I, if it's anything like War Thunder, the tanks that you can actually buy as premium are generally actually not that great. Um, that's I- what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's, it's like that where you can buy them and for a moment you're tactically better. You're like a little bit better. As time goes on, everyone else who's upgrading and playing normally will eventually surpass what you've you've bought. Mm. So it, it was it was fun, and um, I had a team of guys, and we got destroyed in the first six games completely. And then strategically, we realized what the other team was doing and came back and won the next ones, and it was great. So I had a, I had a fun time. I like stuff like that. I'm a huge fan of. Total War, Civilization, like all those games, but those are the games that I play in my free time, and not that I, I rarely ever, you, like, you've seen me play with Krendor when I played Civilization, if you watch that stream, like, those are games that take a long time to play, and have a lot of moments of silence, they're never really great for putting on YouTube or whatever, but those are my babies when I have fun, so I'm really excited for this, I like things like this, where you can, sort of, there's so many people playing, and the map's huge, and you're battling it out, and those were some of my first games I ever played. We're, we're strategical war sims, so this is right up my it's, alley. It's a weird thing, because <laughs> we're seeing some kind of revival of RTS, but it's done... I think they're doing it in a way to sort of try and compete with League of Legends and things like that, where they're like, oh, well, people love RTS, but it's too complicated. So what if we just let you control a few units? There was a game that I played in beta called uh, Victory Command which I believe is working its way through to full release. 
and it was like that. It's like, yeah, there's like four on four and you control a few units each. I found it dull as dishwater. I, I mean, this wasn't early beta, so maybe it's got better later, but it's like, oh, I get to move two tanks around and shoot and occasionally press an ability. This is really fucking boring. <laughs> like, you've... Yeah, like, uh, I keep wondering if that's going to be an issue, like people trying to develop games in a certain style, but way more accessible to the point where the people who liked the genre originally like exactly. really hate your game yes very much so. and i figure yeah. as as long as people are still making the complex form of that genre it's fine but if the really well, simplified one is the one that blows up and gets really big because it's so much more accessible then like is it doing a disservice to the genre I'd, i've wondered I'd, that before i'd say so well, admittedly but, like the problem with rts is that there just aren't that many rts out right now and i think that's why right. when you see a game like that come out it's kind of upsetting because like this could have been a full fucking rts and you decided to make it really dumb can i just ask where is warcraft 4 like i've been waiting oh, on that God. game for a decade good luck. now good luck it's man. not coming out for a while <laughs> you know that know. Like, keep it's, waiting that, like Blizzard, it, Blizzard has found out that free to play so is a good way to make money. So, yeah. you know, they're going to just do that for a while. You know, everyone's hyped up about Overwatch. Yeah, they still live. get StarCraft 2 Part 3. Yes, so that's coming out see Warcraft probably like towards episode. the end of the year, most likely. It's so disappointing because I've literally, I guess it's a decade now that I've been waiting on Warcraft 4. I, I love the Warcraft series, grew up on it. You know, but I, I, I just I need that game to happen soon please maybe I will, I will as wow say... continues to decline we might see yeah. that oh yeah no i will say speaking of complexity i think the the total war guys didn't shy away from that when they built their game because there's something we learned while playing and that is all normal war tactics from total war still exist so fighting on slopes and and uh, from above and using the terrain and more importantly the different units like if your guys have shields if you attack on their shield side, if the enemy has shields, you'll do less damage than if you hit them from the other side. So you do have to know normal battle tactics from Total War, which I oh, think God. is like sort of the saving grace of the game where it isn't just like horse beats sword, spear beats horse. Like it doesn't work that way. It takes into account what general you have, what abilities the general has. Some people have different things. And, and I think that really works well for it. So hopefully that'll turn out great. Uh, from what I've played... Even be, even before they threw me some some bones, I enjoyed it. So we talked. To, I talked about it on the podcast months ago, and TV was like, "I don't know about that." So his opinion still hasn't changed. That's good. <laughs> but, um, good to know we're all consistent. Yeah, we're all very consistent on this podcast. Oh, so, I don't know. That's all I played. I didn't do much. I've been moving stuff. So, Dodger, what have you been playing this week? Um, played the the new part of life is strange that game is getting bonkers like <laughs> it had a very um twin peaks vibe to it even when it started now apparently it's going crazy right yeah it's oh man yeah i really liked this last chapter that i played so um can i yeah. ask you a question about it go for it so i uh was talking with one of the the devs at an event for that game and he mentioned that some of the really small, unimportant things that you do in part one really affect the game as time goes on. And I'm curious, have you experienced any of that? Because I don't, I mean, I haven't played it yet, so I don't know. But he was like, there's major events, because he showed um, a big chart. And it had literally 
in oh, one scene. Oh, I want to see it so bad. It had Except not one... because it would ruin stuff, but. Mm-hmm. Oh, but it was like in one scene from episode one, one scene, it was like this massive flowchart with like a million things on it. And by the end, it had like 360 possible outcomes for that one scene. And I was like, I want to know what, because he was saying he was hyping it up. And I feel like it was just hype. Like it seemed like, oh yeah, no, there's a million outcomes. It's like, is there a million outcomes though? Like, yeah. where are you, like, have you, do you, do you have that experience? Um, I think stuff comes up more often than I think it will. Like sometimes, yeah, for sure. There have been things that I've done that have come up later on and I'm like, oh, oops, <laughs> you know, or, or like, yeah. Um, even if it's something small, like sometimes you'll interact with a character and if you interact with them enough and learn enough about them, you can, you can do, you can do like oddly manipulative things because the but, spoiler games about time travel in case anybody watching doesn't know that. Um, yeah. I mean, you so, learn that about five minutes into part one. <laughs> yeah. So like sometimes you can talk to a person, find out something about them and then back up and go to talk to them again and be like, Hey, I heard about this thing. Are you doing okay? And they're like, Oh my gosh, that's so sweet. You knew. Oh my gosh. Right. And like, it goes from being an antagonistic conversation to being a conversation where they're like, oh my gosh, you care, right? Like it's it's this weird manipulative thing that you can do with interactions with other people. And then you like, it'll be something small. Like you'll get a text message from that person being like, hey, it was really nice that, you know, that you came to talk to me the other day. And you're like, oh shit, that person thinks we're friends now, <laughs> right? Like it's, it's like weird little things like that. But um, there are so many things to look at and so much stuff that does wind up being important for you to remember. And I am not a memory person. My <laughs> goodness. So I've had difficult, uh, some difficult situations with that. But Do you like, think in that's terms a problem of... with like the release schedule of a game like this? That it asks you to remember the... things that happened previously? Right. I think that is a difficult part of it for sure. Um, but at the same time, it sort of, it sort of feels like you're watching a TV show. Like it's so, it's so dramatic, right? It's definitely a drama. So it, it feels kind of like you finish an episode and then you're like, oh my gosh, I can't wait for the next one to well, see what I mean, that's how next, episodic gaming you know? should be, right? You know, and we've seen yeah, quite a bit yeah. of that with Telltale as well. For sure. So there always winds up being things that you don't remember, but they don't, like b- important things, they don't, they don't make you remember things that are gonna like severely affect the game between episodes i don't think that's happened yet so like if you have to make a choice based on something that you find earlier on in that episode that's more likely to happen than like oh god i can't remember that thing from the very beginning of the game right sorry what were you gonna say i was gonna say speaking of telltale how would you rate this comparatively to telltale right now like any of their games that have gone because honestly like I was super hyped for uh, the Game of Thrones game, yeah. it's sort of fallen off my radar. Like I just yeah. stopped caring. I was like, eh, I just don't. Hmm, I don't I really care that much. The main problem with Telltale is that they found a formula that works, and they are repeating it ad nauseum. And that's as a result, I have a, a feeling. Big problem, I think. I have a feeling that's pissing people off, and it's also the last few Telltale games have had the problem where they've pretended like your choices matter, and they actually really don't. Uh, I mean, I think it started with like the first Walking Dead, and then a lot of the games like surrounding that sort of had the same the same problem, whereby it's like, oh, well, this is going to make a really big difference, and it ends up just not. It, it all kind of ends up being exactly the same, regardless of what you did. 
Um, I mean, the way that the way that they play is similar. Um, I don't know how would I compare it like to something like Wolf Among Us. Wolf Among Us felt much more like a visual novel than Life is Strange does to me. I feel I feel like I'm much more actively involved in what's going on than I did in Telltale Games, but. I mean, you still have to walk around and find stuff and learn things, and so I don't know. I I feel I feel more invested in Life is Strange though because I I feel like my actions matter a lot. Hmm. So, but what do I know? I'm really bad at the game. Says my entire comment section. <laughs> oh, and that's like, annoying because oh you can't God, be so bad, bad at a game, game like that. Like you can't. <laughs> yeah. There's no such thing like, as being well, bad at a game like that. You make choices, and the story continues. <laughs> Unless you, know, you literally you... die. No, because no, because in Life is Strange, you have to remember how the mechanic works, right? Like you have to remember things like, okay, if I pick something up and then I go back in time, I still have that item. Or like, okay, if I walk into a place in the future and then go back in time, I'll still be in that place, but in the past. Like there are things like that that you have to remember. So there have been so many puzzles where I'm like, how the fuck am I supposed to do this? And then I remember, oh, I need to walk into that room, get in trouble, and then go back in time and be in that room while it's still locked. Like, things like that, you know? <laughs> Just, like, it it doesn't dawn on me until I've been wandering around for a few minutes going, oh, that's right, I can fucking time travel. You know? It's just, <laughs> it's an interesting, yeah. there are interesting levels to that mechanic that you have to remember. I mean, and, the, like, you, the, you the do... manipulation thing as well, like I was talking about before. You do have to keep in mind that the people who say, like, oh, you're doing it wrong. Have either one already done that, or two already watched someone else play it. So watch somebody so, else do it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So right. I mean, like you can't say that to someone. You're doing it for the first time. Like I've done this before. <laughs> Trust me, you're doing it wrong. I'm telling you after the fact. What? Just stop. Just yeah. cut it out, internet. Yeah, the stakes in that game are getting higher and higher, and it's the end of this last episode was bonkers. It was so good. So I've want, I, 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 I keep wanting to make time to play the game, and you're you're definitely making me want to play it now. If okay, how are you with TV shows based on young adult novels? <laughs> like, um, like how was how was well, how are the Divergent movies for you, or like the Teen Wolf TV show? Like love shit it. like that. If if you're okay with that stuff, then the dialogue in this game you'll be totally cool with. But anybody who's looking for something that's written like really I don't want to say really well, but it's it's just got that that style of like a young adult right. novel or a young adult TV show. You know, everything is super dramatic. People are super assholes to each other for no reason, you know, like yeah. Oh no, that's okay, now that girl? sounds great. <laughs> Well, even in part one, like, my impression was everyone's a brat. You know, they yeah. really are incredibly bratty. Like, oh, I'm in Oregon going to an art school. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like, God, I hate these people. It's so real. Proud of. <laughs> an Oregon art school, that sounds real. Yeah. It like is a real. real place. <laughs> Welcome to Anything else? my whole life up into my 20s. Um, uh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I played Witcher 3. I played a visual novel called um, Love at First Sight, which is about falling yeah. in love with a Cyclops girl. Of course it's it real is. Real good. 
It's actually like oddly cute. It's really sweet in a weird way. But like the whole game, the whole game I was sitting there going, she's going to murder me at the end of this. Like, that's just what I've come to expect from this shit. (laughs) So I was just like, this is too sweet. It's going to go wrong. But it like it's it's just like a really short, sweet visual novel. Where you you find a a sad little cyclops girl at school and you fall in love with her and it's really cute. I finally played Gravity Ghost. It's a good that game. game is Very I'm good, bad yeah. at that too. <laughs> I remember when Jesse was talking about it and Jesse was like, "I guess I'm pretty good at Gravity Ghost." Everybody was saying I'm like pretty good at it, and I was like, "All right, let's see if I'm good at it." Not. I'm yes, not, I watched your stream and I can officially say that you're Gravity not. Ghost. No. I, I'm not either. I got to admit, like I can, I can get stuck on a level for like ten to twenty minutes just because I keep missing the go. goddamn gravity yeah. sling over and over and over again. Yeah, just let like, it go, man. Don't try to conquer gravity. Let gravity be. And just what the hell is this it. game? I'm looking. I at, just need uh, to the get trailer. the fucking star, man. All I want is the fucking star, and that goddamn gravity planet goes, keeps great. coming all up yeah, in my business. Looks great. It's great. It's, it's cute. This it's really cute. Yeah. Also, can I point out that we have now officially pimped out three Ashley Birch games? I don't. Do we have any more that we want to talk about? Because at this point, we did Mortal Kombat, we did Gravity Ghost, and we did Life is Ashley Strange. Ashley Birch was in Mortal Kombat. She's uh um uh Cassie Cage. Oh really? Huh. Oh. Didn't know that. I didn't know that until I saw the credits. I was like, what the shit? Yeah, she's doing a lot of VO work lately. I just yeah, have to man. say. I love the new crop of characters in Mortal Kombat X. I yes. love the next gen feel like they're handing the mantle to the new characters. Mm-hmm. I, I can't. It's so good. I love. I I, I I can't get over that game. I I thought it was gonna be one of those games that I played like every other like nine nine. I played like ten hours of nine, and I was like, all right, I've seen the fatalities. I'm done. I don't really care. The the living towers and everything else. The new characters. They're. I don't know. They did such a good job with that game. They wrapped it. I think the last three hours of that game is the best send-off wrap-up of like goodbye old characters hello mm-hmm. new world see you in mortal kombat 11 i was like yes i'm in i can't wait to play new things so fantastic <laughs> they had fantastic. to move it along a little bit like it, it because they've been focusing so much on the story of mortal kombat as opposed to like street fighter where they really don't give a fuck about the story so they just bring the same characters back over and over again it's important that they move things along because especially Mortal Kombat 9 already rehashed 1, 2, and 3. You really can't keep doing that shit. Like, you, you've you got to bring some new blood in there at some point, and thankfully they did. Yeah, I love the uh, I love the little, um, like, blurbs they'll do while they're fighting too. Like, especially the new character. Somebody in your chat just actually mentioned um, uh, Cassie Cage would say, get up, up, up to get down or whatever. And, like, yeah. the, those little, like, the fresh, uh, or even, like, Johnny Cage is making fun of his daughter or making fun of characters to be like hashtag loser just that modern feel to the game i like the fact that if you go into a mirror match each character has like three different lines for expressing their surprise that they just ran into someone else that looked exactly like them and they make up in-game reasons for it it's like uh, who is this apparition it's like no i am the real blah 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 and each character has like three different lines for that i watched a youtube video which is 20 minutes of nothing but those lines it's like, wow, they came up with a lot of shit for this game. That's there, actually kind of impressive. There is, um, when Johnny Cage meets uh, Cassie, he will say to her, wow, what a, uh, you know, what a beautiful girl you are, you know, like your mother, because that's obviously his daughter. And, uh, and then she'll say something back, and he'll say, I'll try not to touch the face. 
Now, Which why is, that line is brilliant weird. is because one of Johnny Cage's fatality uh, yep. fatalities is to beat your face into the ground until it disappears. <laughs> and so there's like an animated gif of that flowing around where he says, I'll try not to touch your face, and then fatality. <laughs> there are some so lines that don't make a lot of sense. Like, it's because, like, yeah, I'll try to touch your face. Um, You're about to stab her through the fucking heart. Like, <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, it's, it's like, why are they fighting and murdering Look, each other, you know? No, he's a, he's a star. He gets it. Protect the 8 by 10 at all costs. I love Johnny's tattoos. I think every little detail they added to these characters this time is so great. It's so great. And I'm not even... I think the things that they did with Injustice, story mode-wise, transferred over into this game and made it even better. Like, I think everything they learned from Injustice works phenomenally here. And they didn't overdo it with QuickTime. Oh, my God. They saved us from pointless QuickTime events. Like, it was... Great. I still think it's a little weird to be in the epic scene, go up against the guy, beat him once, then it'd be like round two, and it's like, I, okay, fine. It's a little weird, but I don't care because I had a lot of fun. Yeah, I finally got around to beating that like two weeks ago, and I was going to talk about it on the podcast. I was so excited, but now I can. Oh, it was great. It's a great game. Yeah. I'm looking forward to what Predators, the next character out. I'm looking forward. Oh to shit! I forgot about fun. Predator. Yeah. I hope they give him – look, Jason – I'm going to just say it. Jason is a letdown. Like, as a character, just everything about Jason's a letdown. I'm a little disappointed. Hopefully Predator's a badass. Uh, Pred- uh, Jason became my main, actually, because uh, Slasher Jason has, like, a two-hit 24% combo. Like, it's a, it's, it's, it's like – I don't know. It's a low kick. Slash him in Pay the air. Pay to win, man. Yeah, and I'm like, ah, right, exactly. Well, actually, there's a better like two hit combo with uh, the Sun God, whatever his name is, mm-hmm. and I. But I just I don't like that character very much, and I'm I'm not capable of I'm I don't know my old brain I guess, but I'm not capable of memorizing. That's why I couldn't play Killer Instinct. Like I could just not get into the new Killer Instinct. The nice to thing save about my Killer life. Instinct is this tutorial mode is really good. Unfortunately, Mortal Kombat 10 it does not have a good tutorial at all. Like it's a no, big let compared to a lot of recent games like Skullgirls and Killer Instinct and Guilty Gear Exerd. It's a real letdown in that respect. So you literally have to go on the internet and watch YouTube videos to learn combos, which is frankly an out- outdated way of doing things. Yeah. All right, I think it's actually time for a break. And when we come back, we'll be talking about plenty more games. And if you guys don't have any, I've got like 15. So we've got plenty oh of things boy. to go. You be wa- you are watching the Corruptional Podcast. Here is a word from our sponsors. Do uh. not go anywhere. Oh, thank God. Dodger, I need your help. Oh, do you need money? No. First aid? No. Extensive training in the art of Bushido? Well, probably at some point, but not right now. Listen, I have this big pub quiz coming up, and I'm almost certain it will be entirely anime-themed. Oh, which pub is this? Doesn't matter. Bartenders and gnomes, owners might be a giant talking cat, beer's good, nice atmosphere. The point is, I know nothing about anime. I need a crash course. Well, I mean, there's a lot to cover, but have you taken a look at Crunchyroll? Very sure Crunchyroll was on the lunch menu. No, no, no. Crunchyroll is the destination for the most authentic anime experience that you can find outside of Japan. You can sign up for a 30-day free trial at crunchyroll.com slash totalbiscuit to check out great shows like I Can't Understand What My Husband Is Saying. Oh, it's about a girl who's married to a mega nerd and rarely knows what he's rambling about, but they love each other a lot and it's super cute. 
Or even Durarara 2. That's gotten a lot of attention too, since it's the sequel to a really successful anime about an internet-based gang and the kind of chaotic mess that unfolds around it. Somehow, I feel more confused than when I started. Then how about we make it even worse with the show Is It Wrong to Try and Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon, in which the main character attempts to farm a dungeon for items and wealth, but he just ends up getting saved by a powerful swordswoman. He spends most of his time just trying to earn her respect and affection, honestly. And somehow I feel like I know even less than I did before. Look, just try out Crunchyroll Premium right now with 30 days free at crunchyroll.com forward slash totalbiscuit and enjoy all the anime that your brand can handle ad-free in 1080p. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast. Hi. Hi. Oh, hey. <clears throat> are, we, are we supposed hey, to I be did, doing that now? I did miss saying hi. Game. I mean, I guess. Sure. <laughs> I did miss a game that I played this week that I meant to mention. All right. I am playing... Are you ready for this? EverQuest. <laughs> Well, as in the original? <clears throat> right, now what they've done is, it's the original EverQuest. Um, there's a, a thing called Project 1999. That's not what I'm playing. Okay. Um, they have like emulated the game and tried to go back to the previous service. Well, every once in a while, they'll launch progression servers um, for the actual company, which is now, used to be Sony Online Entertainment, is now Daybreak Entertainment, hmm. and they've just launched a new one named Ragefire. And you have, you have to pay the $15 a month to get their all-access packs, which gives you like perks in all their different games, but... The perk in EverQuest is you can play on this rollback server, and it's just the base content currently that re was released in 1999. And this uh -huh. is a game that I played for a year, um, like a year of playtime. <laughs> so um, I did that over the weekend, and now I think I'm never playing any other video game ever again. <laughs> so I'll see you guys in hell. Goodbye. Uh, why? Why are you willing to go back? Like I, I have tried to go back to original EverQuest, like 1999 version, and right. I literally want to just punch myself in the face because I like new change EverQuest. Like old school I, right. is too old school for me. Like I, I want to play like, EverQuest next. EverQuest. This... No, no, go ahead, no. I was gonna say EverQuest is the no life MMO. Like, it's it one of those MMOs was. where it was like, you cannot have a life other than EverQuest, and if you do, you will fall the fuck behind. <laughs> I was just well, like, oh, well, God, but it was so fun. What I liked about EverQuest, and this is, this is really what I want to talk about, um, EverQuest came along at a time when it was pretty much just the first graphical MUD, really. I mean, I guess there was Ultima Online as well, and like... Mm -hmm. uh, Mirrodin 69, I don't remember, Mirrodin 50 to whatever the game was called. Uh, but EverQuest basically just drops you in a newbie field with like a couple of spells memorized or a sword and then just goes, here's the game, go do the stuff, go do whatever. Yep. And you have to forge your own adventure. And then World of Warcraft came along and they, they hired up all those people that played EverQuest religiously and they're like, design is a game. And they came up with the theme park idea. You know, go to this guy, he'll tell you to go to this area, he'll tell you to kill this thing, to go to this next guy, to go to this next area, to kill this next thing, to do the next thing. And next thing you know, you're raiding and you're max level, and, and it, it just leads you by the hand. And so the reason I wanted to go back to EverQuest was to re-experience, even though I know what to do, I wanted to re-experience forging a frontier out of nothing. And I wish... What I, my, my biggest wish is that that's what EverQuest next will be, or some MMO out there will just be like, here's a world, create your own adventure. Like, that's that's why I went back. And also the nostalgia everywhere. Like, I'm walking through the Kinos 
sewers and I'm like, I know exactly where the rat king spawns. I know exactly how to turn in his head. I know it's exactly why I want to do all of this and how to do it. I recreated my original character with the same name and tried to make it from Hollis to Freeport. And like tears are spawning down my face. And I have this friend who- um, Spawning down your face. Spawning right, spawning, yes. Um, But uh, like I got got to high pass hold and like my best friend of like, since I was like three years old, she met her husband in high pass hold. And like, I'm, I'm, I'm walking through that area and she just like recently is having some health issues and things. And, and I'm just like, ah, oh, the, the world that we created there. Like, I, I don't, I can't tell you, I don't know. I've never known anybody got married through world of Warcraft. I'm sure there are people, but the, like, I, I, I can think of really, I did not know that. I, I, oh, I, I met can, my wife at BlizzCon, if that counts. Oh, that's amazing. That is amazing. But I, I can I can think of a dozen people that I know personally <laughs> whose marriages either began or ended more more ended because of EverQuest than began. Oh, no. How, <laughs> but still, but yeah, it's weird going back. Uh, it but really EverQuest is. was that game. For those of you who who don't know, EverQuest was that game where if you wanted the cool piece of loot. You waited with a giant group of other people for 14 hours for one spawn in the middle. And, like, you fought to the death for that one thing. And it was an insane – I don't think clusterfuck is nice enough of a word. Like, <laughs> no, it was the craziest thing you can imagine. Yeah. And I think that's what made it fun. But it still was the most difficult thing to learn when when like if you had friends who were playing, they are like, oh, it's super easy. And you log in you're like, I don't know what is happening. And it was an experience. It'll you'll yeah. never get that again. Never like, again. That will never yeah. exist on the internet again because it was like the first big, I guess Ultima, but it was like the first big internet game where everyone was involved in this world and it was it was crazy pants. It was a lot of fun. I can't J boots, which were these um, boots that activated in your inventory. There's no run in the game really. Um, so the only way to get speed is getting a buff called Spirit of the Wolf by either Shaman or Druid. Yes, and so it, please. It, so no, it. please. <laughs> right. If, if, you got, if you got these J-boots, it would give you like a minor version of that. And as a warrior, I couldn't teleport. I couldn't do anything. J-boots are the most important things in the world. So they have made an announcement that they're removing them from the game because of how crowded the zone is, how everybody has to have the item, and how it de- it devalues the spell for shamans and druids. And so for 48 hours, I waited in line on the Prexus server to get J-Boots, and I got them about four hours before the servers came down to patch oh, them out. Oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. I'll never get them again. That's so weird, man. Just the memories that came from that game. That game was probably the most influential game on me, easily. And I guess if, I guess since I spent an entire year of play time, that makes sense. But still, but still, yeah. You can't that, go that's, home though. That's what's sad. It just doesn't feel the same. You know, you just can never you never go home. Yeah, no, it's totally true. That is the most apt thing to ever express about MMOs and life ever. Like once you move on, it's the same thing with me with Final Fantasy XI. Like I played that forever, and then I moved on and went back a year later to try it out and was like man it's just not what it used to be like i remember and love this game and i just haven't oh well it's a little heartbreaking yeah not that i didn't not that i didn't play world of warcraft for a solid year of my life as well i mean like i don't know what my playtime is over there but man that game too but since since i walked away from world of warcraft 
I cannot play an MMO to save my life. I nope. cannot get into one at all, period. You know? I'm with you. That's why every time Dodger's happy about Final Fantasy XIV, I get mad. I think I get physically mad that she's happy about it because I'm like, <laughs> MMOs suck. I'm done with MMOs. And she's like, I had so much fun today. I'm like, I hate you. Yeah. Yeah, I need like, to know life that game and uh, and that game looks the story really good before Heaven Sword comes out. I really I'll like do, it. I'll do it with you because I may or may not have played Heaven Sword. I know. And Fat Chocobo so fat and cute. And I just want to ride Fat Chocobo. I just want to ride Fat Chocobo forever. He's so cute. You have to put a little piece of food in front of him to get him to move. He's so cute. Oh, Fat Chocobo. All right. I'm in. Fuck it. I'm in. (laughs) I did buy that game, and I did get to, like, level five or six before I was just like, it really did look like it was going to be good. And I really just could not. I was afraid to dive into it. Because when I know life, I mean, I have no life. I mean, I, that's it. Like EverQuest was an experience. I was 14 hours a day, 16 hours a day, 20 hours a day, 48 hour camping sessions. I, ooh. I, uh, so, when I, cause like I moved my computer from my house to here. So when I go home and I'm like chilling, which is the time when I would be playing that game, I'm like, I have nothing to play it on. <laughs> so we can stream it from the office together before the launch. Easy, done, done. Okay, plus cool. you'll have to plus you have the power level. You need to be power eight. leveled though. That's like, ah, damn it. Oh, you should just join the FC. They'll help you out. They're good people. Or you could power level me because that Ugh. would be better. Okay. Don't give in to him. He's just demanding free work. (laughs) But look, TV for me, it's so worth it to have months go by of Jesse being like, that game's garbage. And now to have him come to me and say, oh my God, that That would be great. (laughs) Okay, so here's what's actually happening. This was uh, was the long con that Jesse's been putting on here. He's been saying this for months to convince you to power level a fucking character for him just to prove him wrong. You're a sucker and you know it. Don't Don't be tricked by his wily ways. But I want him to play it. Fat Chocobo, TB. He could buy his own fucking character. TB, have you ridden Fat Chocobo? Oh my god, he's so cute. And he just goes, rum, 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 rum. And he, oh, I love him so much. All I'm saying is, I'm not convinced uh, somehow. <laughs> and then feed one of them way too much so that he becomes Fat Chocobo, and then I can ride him in real life. Thank you. Get on that square. <laughs> Thanks, Enix. universe. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm with you, by the way. I did not know there was a fat chocobo, and now oh my god, I'm reinstalling so... right have now. You, have you looked oh up? Oh my god, you guys with so your fat acceptance bullshit. God, we don't want to hear <laughs> about so any of this stuff. Cute. I came to your channel Look. to watch funny Francis videos, not to hear you talk about things. <laughs> Fuck you. Don't you know it's the fans that keep your channel alive? Don't you know I'm you sorry, have to listen to I'm every sorry, single one of us? That is my favorite part, by the way. I tried to explain that the, the, the other night on stream. But Good you, luck. When you're reading, 
if you're reading your YouTube comments and you're reading your Twitter comments and you're reading like the Reddit posts and you're reading like all the things that people are saying about you, you feel like a schizophrenic who's having a nervous breakdown. Yes, because it's, it's coming people, from everywhere and they're all and it's different. it's always contradictory, yeah. right? It's like, yeah. we need more Francis video. No more Francis video. You need to do this. You need to do that. Where's the gameplay? Why, why do you focus so much on Twitch? Why are there less videos? Why are there more videos? Why don't you do this? What? I, it's, in, it's, it's insane. It's completely, completely insane. Yes. Well, what, what did yes, I, 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 I dived. I am pro fat chocobo. Bring it on! <laughs> God Why? damn it, yeah. you're ruining America. What the hell's wrong with you? Don't shame Fat Chocobo. Fat Chocobo is big and beautiful, and I love you, Fat Chocobo. Is it healthy in any size? <laughs> I love you, Fat Chocobo. You're so cute. <laughs> well, at least it's getting oh. exercise, which is more than I can say for any of us fuckers. Oh, God. I, I dived into I your comment section. About. There's a DDR machine in this office. Hey! You'll be, you'll be swole in no time, no doubt. You'll get rid of those fat thighs of yours. So yoked. No, I'm keeping the thighs. They're just going to be all muscle and so fat. <laughs> Same size. I <laughs> got. Oh, I went into your comment section, Boogie, and I just regret it so much. What well, annoyed more than anything is there was this fucker, and I'm going to call him a fucker, that has like 100,000 subs, who was like one of the upvoted guys, basically demanding you do different stuff. I'm like, you... You are a YouTuber. You should know how fucking yeah. annoying that is, you piece yeah. of shit. Like, how the hell do you think it's okay to dive into someone else's comment section and demand someone do something different? Unbelievable. Exactly. I went exactly. off on that guy, and I'm like, I was snarky as fuck. I'm going to admit it. It's like, since you're a small channel, let me give you some advice. I'm just like, <laughs> catty. Meow! <laughs> Meow! <laughs> fuck you. God damn right. that guy. He should know well, better. Can... Like, he should know better than that. Like, for the longest time, I used to do, I mean, TV, you know this. I used to, back in the day, I used to cover, like, seri do one, what I called, serious video a week, in which I talked about, like, real stuff, like, um, yeah, health you issues. You've been I vlogging about, like, for years. Like, why are people right like, now. oh, stop vlogging? It's like, you've been doing it for, like, five fucking years now. Like, that's exactly the cornerstone. And so the sketches were a bonus. The, the gaming commentary, that was a bonus. And for the last year, I kind of scaled back on doing that. I got, you know, like, scared of my own comments. They got into my head for a while where people are, like, telling you, you know, I don't want to see this stuff. No, I, I – but, but me and my wife sat down and talked about it the other day, and I talked about that initial video that I made that ended up getting trended on Reddit. And she's like, I think it's – some of your best work yet. I think it's exactly it's what you good. Need to do. I watched it. It's a good video. Thank you so much. Uh, and uh, so we, uh, I'm like, honey, I really think this needs to be a series. I want to talk about being fat and gaming. I want to talk a little bit about uh, Tess Holiday. I want to talk a little bit about a few other topics which are going to be shown in the next couple of weeks. And she's like, I think it's important work. I think it's really good. But what people don't realize is that for every bad comment that I get from this, um, for every guy who tells me, hey, you're, you know, go kill yourself, you're whatever. You, you, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. um, I will get a, a half dozen or a dozen letters from somebody saying, you know, Boogie, you really started making me take my health serious. And because of you, I've lost 20 pounds, 40 pounds, 100 pounds, six, one guy, 400 pounds because okay. of a video I made two years ago. And, uh, you know, I wasn't able to achieve that same success yet. But he certainly has, and the fact that he did that. I've, I've talked people into getting weight loss surgery when it was correct for them. I've, I, I, I've helped people. And then even more importantly to me, people who are in the process of figuring out who and what they are and, and, and learning to actually care enough about themselves to make changes, getting to, getting to a point where they can accept themselves for who and what they are and not loathe themselves 
the way other people on the internet will do. And people so when that I hear loathe themselves aren't really into self-improvement, I've noticed. Like, Bingo. it just doesn't really work that way. Right. And so you hear these, uh, these letters like, Boogie, you know, when I see your success, that's my success too because I'm a big person and I know that if you can succeed, I can succeed. And then the next thing you know, that guy's writing me a year later going, got the dream job, got the girl, lost 50 pounds, super happy. And it's the best feeling in the world. And I lost that for a while. And so I'm, I don't plan to lose that anytime again soon. And people, I'll still make the sketches. I'm still doing the gaming commentary. But I think that's my most important work. And during the summer, my views always dip down anyway. So it doesn't really matter what I create over the summer that much, as long as I'm happy with it. Well, and at the end of the day, that's what, that's what my YouTube channel has to be. If I'm not excited about the content I'm creating... Then you'll create then shit. It's that simple. Like, you've got no exactly. passion for it. That's why, like, don't... If you're a fan of a channel, you should not be telling people what to do and telling them, like, you've got to do what I want you to do. Because if you squeeze the passion out of somebody, they're going to make crappy mm. stuff, and then you're not going to want to watch it anyway. And more to the point, it's always amusing to find people that leave comments like, oh, no one wants to see this shit on a thing that's got almost a million views in, like, three days. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you... How how arrogant do you have to be? How stupid and ignorant do you have to be to say that? Well, it's like, these 800,000 people are wrong. I know what I'm doing. Like, no, yeah. you don't. Fuck off. Like, yeah. We won't even notice if you're gone. Come on. And I'm not allowed to say that publicly because it's highly offensive. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, no. I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, and I, I, I say at the end of every video, I get a lot of shit for this. Um, but at the end of every video, I will say thank you, very, thank you very much for watching. I love you very much, and I'll speak with you soon. And I had another YouTuber tell me that the reason I said that is because, you know, I don't love the individual. I love, I love the fact that they've made me famous. And there's some minor truth what? that I, I can't argue with that. So you're you know, not even allowed to say thank you at the end of a video. So right. apparently that's uh, not okay now either. All right. That's why I tell uh, people to fuck off. And <laughs> fuck <laughs> you! <laughs> Give me money! How about <laughs> I should do that in all you my vlogs? You continuous meatbags, thanks for the views! Fuck <laughs> <laughs> off, but, internet! Um, but like, what I mean is, is obviously, yes, I do love what has come from the, the, the fandom and the appreciation and the kindness and the fan letters yeah. and all this. So of course, I obviously you guys have saved my mental state. That's inarguable. What I do mean is that if I could, I am that guy, if I could, individually shake every hand. This is why I go, went to VidCon last year. It's why I go to trade shows. It's sure. to meet Same reason we all people. do, I think. You know, we all go right. to meet people there. You know? Because I genuinely do love you as a person to the best of my ability. Do I love you the way I love my wife? No. Clearly. Because I don't you know? know. I don't even know your name. Come on. You uh, know. Right. But, but there is a genuine admiration for the, the people. Uh, Jesse, I love you. You know that. Oh, good. As much as your wife? Is that what? As much Internet, as my it's wife. It's confirmed. It's confirmed. <laughs> OTP, I think is the term or something. Um, I don't know. Bogax. What? <laughs> oh, okay. Cookie. All right. That, that just sounded so stupid Coxie? that my brain couldn't process it for a moment there. Uh, cookie? Mmm, cookie. Mmm, <laughs> cookies. <laughs> I did it all for the cookie. <laughs> uh, n no. Worst. No. Worst no. ship ever. Blame it on the cookie. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blame it on the good times. <laughs> oh my god. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, long story short, uh, watch what you like. Don't watch what you don't like and quit fucking whining. <laughs> It'll make your life a lot nicer, trust me. I agree. So I, 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 have to say, I have to say that the internet... You know, okay, this is, this is definitely going to date me. I remember if you wanted to communicate with another human being on this planet, you had to write a letter. 
You have to put some effort into you, it. Oh, I thought you were going right. to say ASL. Oh, you, <laughs> oh, you, AIM? To, you were talking you about had, before AIM? Right, I'm like you had to Back in the mists number. in the dark ages. Back when I was a youngster in the 70s. No, seriously. Like, you had to write a letter. If you, if you wanted to get your message into the world, you had to appeal to the local news com uh, company or uh, the local paper or place an ad to say anything you wanted to say. Now, today, we have the awesome capacity to self-publish. Mm -hmm. uh, you can create independent games. You can create independent music, independent videos. You can tweet to thousands of people. You can put yourself into the world as much as you humanly possibly can. And some of us do decent things with it. Some of us do mediocre things with it. And some of us are just right shit with it. <laughs> like, like some of us just want to use that power to just shit on everything we can. And it's mind-boggling to me because I thought when I was a kid, if I could speak to the world, what would I do with that? And this is, turns out this is what I would do with it. Like what I'm doing now, I guess, which yeah, is bitching not? incessantly about my personal <laughs> life, I guess. But... Um, but I, I, it's never occurred to me to just take something someone's created and just literally shit all over it. Um, unless it's like a poorly made video game that ran me 60 bucks. That's a different, that's a different story. Well, I, I think there's a difference between shitting on something that you paid a decent amount of money for than shitting on something that's free. It's right. like, it's, yeah. it's free. Like, did you, are you really that concerned that you have to write something so fucking horrible about a free video on the internet? Probably yeah. not. And how you do, you, you probably had a bad day, or you're feeling bad, you're projecting your insecurities on other people, and that's kind of sad, really. It just, you know, it's it's more, it makes me pity them a little bit when I see for, people for, do that. Just a little bit. For, you know, they're mostly my, fuckers, but just a bit. For, for, from my perspective, to the younger audience that's out there, if you guys give a crap, um, you live in our dream time. Like, the, the, my generations, like, we dreamt of giving or having what you guys have now. That cell phone, that tiny computer in your pocket, the gaming consoles, the gaming PCs. Oh, it's Star Trek shit going it's like, on right it's now. Right, it's, 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 it's everything Gene Roddenberry imagined and more. And so, like, use it well and use it wisely and appreciate it. Because I do every day. I'm, like, walking through life going, holy shit, I have a computer as powerful as NASA on the day they landed of, of, on the moon for, in my pocket. Far more powerful, yeah. And I'm using it to fucking play Crazy Kings and shit. Like, <laughs> but still. <laughs> this is the death of the human race right here. Oh, yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, we're all screwed. Yeah. We're all screwed. We took our technology and we squandered it. We're all dead now. We stand oh. no chance if the aliens invade. I just want to point that they're out. On, oh, the aliens pass us by every time. They're like, ugh. Yeah, I let's, don't want to be associated keep, with that. I might catch like, something. Keep driving. Ugh. Ugh. Pull are out they, space are they, binoculars and are like, Are they nope, still playing still Candy idiots. Crush? Yep. Are, are they still in the Candy Crush thing? Yup. Okay, we'll come back in another 200 years, see if they sorted the shit out by then. It's like, where's your fucking warp drive, idiots? <laughs> I, I could just see them doing a drive-by and just like, look at them normies and then just fucking flying off. No, man. If you Have any of you sat in a Tesla yet? No, but I would like if you to. if you sit in the passenger seat of a tesla when it goes from like zero to who fucking knows very you feel yeah. like you're in warp drive yeah, yeah. you're just like I, <laughs> that was in me the second that we started speeding up i was like oh my god yes just, I, i'm oh, lusting after die. a tesla i can't even drive yet and i'm still lusting after a tesla oh they're so yeah. cool looking i will finally get yeah, my driver's license man that's all you need uh 
Anyway, Dod video games. Confirmed Dodger has people drive her around in a Tesla. Ah, that's how it is, right? Uh, okay. 1%, 1% Dodger. Fucking fancy bullshit. All right, video games. Yeah. So, so I played like 15 fucking video <laughs> games. Like, instead, I wasn't a slacker like you guys. I actually played some stuff. Uh-huh. So on. Uh, I, won't, I won't necessarily cover the stuff that I've done on the channel already, but I have made a decision. I'm, I want a JRPG for a while. Like, I thought, uh -oh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to JRPG. JRPG? I'm going to JRPG for a while. And I thought, okay, I'm going to set up a bunch of stuff in, in my bedroom with the projector, like all my old consoles and stuff. So I've been rewiring everything, getting everything set up. So I've got like the PS3 in there and then the 360 and my laptop that are all kind of plugged into the projector now through an HDMI switcher and they're all into an audio setup and everything. I thought, right, what are the best JRPGs that I can get for these consoles? And I pretty much got all the ones for the PS3, it turns out. Like, there's Nina Cooney and the Kingdom Hearts games, and mm -hmm. that's kind of about it. And then there's a bunch of stuff like by NCIS and XSEED and stuff. And then there's <clears throat> a few things for the Xbox, like there's uh, Lost Odyssey, which I never played. So I ordered that, and Tales of Vesperia, which I didn't play. So I was looking to try and get that as well. Fuck the Final Fantasy XIII games, though. I'm not in interested in that. But I also picked up Xeno... Uh, not Xenoblade, sorry. Um, uh, what the hell's the name of it? Uh, Odin Sphere. For, oh. uh, for, which is the PS2 game, but it's, you can play it on PS3 now. Download it off the PlayStation Network. I've come to a conclusion. Um, Kingdom Hearts is a pain in the ass, and I don't like it. And I think the reason <laughs> I don't like it is because the camera is a fucking nightmare. Oh yes. my god, is it Wait, bad. are you playing Kingdom Hearts 1? Yeah, uh, the uh, oh. Kingdom Hearts 1.5 right. HD, the PS3 version, I got 1.5 and 2.5. Oh. Um, so they're, they're the kind of remastered ones for the PS3. The fucking camera is a nightmare. It's a nightmare. I, I can't deal with it. It's just... Oh, I, I got into the first area, which is this island, and you've got to do a bunch of stuff on this island, and... R wrangling this camera is basically half the game and i can't stand it i absolutely cannot stand it it, it pisses me off and I, I i tried for like an hour just to play this game and i just like no i, I can't did you have you tried 2.5 uh well i didn't want to play kingdom hearts 2 until i play kingdom hearts 1 i will definitely say they improved it between yeah. Kingdom Hearts 1 and Kingdom Hearts 2. But you're right. Kingdom Hearts 1 camera is jank. It's horrible. It's so bad. So can I play though. Can I play Kingdom Hearts 2 and like not really miss anything or what? Let me tell you something. Uh, As a person who has played Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2, you'll be so fucking confused going into Kingdom Hearts 2 that it God won't damn. matter yeah. what you did in Kingdom Hearts 1. <laughs> because like, there's so many games in between that you have to play all the little shitty games to get to Kingdom Hearts 2. Really? Play Kingdom Hearts 2 and it won't matter. You'll be like, I guess I got the story. Either way. Whether you beat I mean, the first one or not. But even then, like, the 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 major story elements of the first one are pretty basic, I think. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, bad guy makes bad things. And then Disney and Final Fantasy well, characters. Isn't there also together. the problem that the first four hours of Kingdom Hearts 2 are a bunch of fucking fetch quests? That's what I've been told. Uh, and also you're not playing as the main hero, really? you're playing as someone else. Yes. Right, yeah, it's really boring, the first bit of that uh, game. I, I might then just skip out on those at the beginning of that game. Then mm. you get to fight Roxas, and he's the character uh, everyone loves. Yeah, he's so cool. And then, and, and, and it's a character that when you fight him, it's like, thank God we have, hold on, let me know my Roxas voice. Thank God we have all his backstory together. And then you're like, what, who the fuck are you? Why are you... <laughs> Thank God, you probably should have played the other four games before this sequel came out. Yeah. 
God damn. Swearing next, you sons of bitches. Uh, I, want, I really, I, I'm really looking forward to three. And I still don't know what... Have they confirmed, like, what worlds are going to be in it? Because no. they have the access to Star Wars This place like almost Marvel no now. information on three, right? Boogie, right. can I tell you something right now? This is what... Look, we all, as the collective internet, need to either channel... I don't know. We need to, like, psychically connect to the people making the game and, and let them know we need a battle featuring Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader, Cloud and Sephiroth, and... And uh, Iron Man uh, and Captain America. I, oh shit! No, <laughs> uh, Captain America, Red Skull. That'd be awesome. And then, oh, yeah. and then Sora and the bad guy of the game, all in one battle. That would break the world. <laughs> the, it, the world would collapse in on itself, and it'd be the single greatest event in video gaming. It would be awesome. All with the uh, one wing angel in the background. One wing oh, angel. Yes. One wing angel. Wait, hold on. One wing angel remixed with the Imperial March in the fucking background. Holy shit. Done. And then Done. a train comes in and you get to suplex it right there. Yes. That's Goofy that's just suplexes way, a train. That's fuck the only you. way you can kill Darth Vader is by suplexing a train on him. <laughs> Done. Oh, that's an all is forgiven Square Enix moment, that, isn't it? Damn. Yeah, so oh, I, I've abandoned my Kingdom Hearts thing for the time being, and I'm waiting for my copy of Tales of Asperia to arrive in the meantime, playing Odin Sphere. And I mean, I, I do have a Tales of Zillia as well for the PS3. I should, could probably play that, but I'm told the Asperia is better, so I might just wait for that. We'll see. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm eventually gonna start my JRPG binge. I might just go back to Nina Kuni. I probably should. Like, I abandoned that game way too early. I should probably go back to that, but I've forgotten everything about that game now, so I should probably just start again. I bought that game after hearing oh, how good it is, and then it's just set there in the plastic because I haven't had time to play a JRPG. Yeah. Because I like if I play one of those games, like it's the reason I didn't really spend a lot of time with the, the like uh, the latest Dragon Age or whatever is because I if I'm gonna play it, I need to be able to just I didn't play miss it. Anything, trust you know? me. And uh, that's why that's why I like told my stream. I'm like, look, this is now a Witcher three stream for the foreseeable. Future, because this is the only game I want to oh, think man. about. JP is telling me that uh, Tales of Zillia is super fan servicey. Okay, I won't play that then. <laughs> Vesperia <laughs> sounds like a better better idea. I'll just play that one. Man, Nino Kuni is so good, but it's a game that takes literally four hours to get started. Like yeah. the intro plus all the like story elements getting it yeah, put it together yeah. is about four hours of gameplay time. And then it's like, okay, and now you can play RPG Pokemon, which is what it is. Yes. But it's so fun. It's RPG Pokemon. It's so cool. And you can run around collecting monsters and have the monsters fight each other. It's great. Fair enough. Yeah, so outside of that, uh, uh, so I've been messing around a little bit with Odin Sphere. I'm starting to get into that, which is good. I mean, I I've been wanting to play some of the other Vanillaware stuff anyway after playing Dragon's Crown, which was fantastic. So I'm looking at that. I mean, I've also played Muramasa, the Demon Blade on uh, on Vita, which is a really good game too. So we'll see how that one goes. Outside of that, bunch of stuff on PC. God, I've been playing a lot on PC actually. Uh, so I did. All, uh, obviously, I played everything that's been on my channel this week. I played Carmageddon, which is pretty good, except for the fact that it runs like absolute shit. So until which is they a fix, shame. until they that's fix that. That's a game that. I was really, really looking forward to. It's a, it's a fun game. Like, there's nothing like Carmageddon these days. The no. thing is that you might as well just play the old games because it's pretty much the same. Like, if you can deal with the old graphics from the 90s. But outside of that, 
I, I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend it to anyone until they fix the performance. It runs like absolute dog shit. It's really, really bad. That's a shame because the game's actually kind of fun. Some people are like, I don't see what he sees in this game. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, there's there's no other game like it. It's it's a racing game with a really open world with some very loose objectives. Like, I love the way that it's like, well, you can race or you can steal people's laps by killing them, which is really cool. It's like, oh, this guy's doing really well with the racing game. Uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna mash him into a wall and steal his lap. Like I don't even have to race. I can run around the level, running over pedestrians for maximum points, collecting upgrade tokens and stuff like that, and getting stupid ass power ups, and then blowing people up. It's actually really fun, just like the other Carmageddon yeah. games were in that respect. And there's no other game like that. That's why it's an interesting game. But the problem is, it runs like ass, and it looks like a game from 2003. And that's being generous. So you might want to just pick up the originals on GOG, like Carmageddon 1 and 2 are incredible. Plus, Carmageddon 2 had uh, half the soundtrack was by an Iron Maiden, so it was fucking awesome. Mm. So it's yes. well worth doing that. Yeah, it was so good. Uh, what else did I play? I played... I've been playing Not a Hero, which is a side-scroller. Oh, yeah, yeah. That game is fucking like funny. The writing yeah. in that game, and apparently some of the writing is randomly generated, I'm told. Which is even better. The writing is hilarious. Like, it, I mean, I'm not such a fan of the gameplay. It's it's a sort of speed running side scroller shooter kind of thing with optional it's objectives. It's hard. It's difficult. It's really yeah. difficult. I run into a brick wall on the difficulty. Like, I'm on the level where uh, one of the objectives is meet the reporters in 60 seconds for a press conference in the middle of the level. To actually get there is really hard, and I keep dying over and over and over again. So uh, that, the main problem with that game is it currently has a bug where for some people the game like drops to about 45 FPS and the problem is it slows the game down. So it's really oh. inconsistent. Uh, now some people have fixed this by if you quit Chrome and Skype for some people it fixes it. But outside of that I tried that and it hasn't worked. So for the first few days the game worked fine. Then they patched it and broke it. So I'm waiting for them to fix it before I do anything about that. Which is a shame, because I like the writing is just genius. The main character who you play... The weird premise of the game is that Bunny Lord is trying to become mayor. The way he's going to do that is by hiring mercenaries to literally murder all of the criminals in the city. And yep. in the meantime, he's holding press conferences and acting like he's a totally reasonable person, but he's a complete fucking psychopath. And at the <laughs> he holds like a a team meeting at the start of every uh, episode in the game. And he's got like flowcharts and everything. And the dialogue is fucking hilarious. Constantly hilarious. If, if you want to, on, on the next break, if you want to actually see this game, go to the this, to this Steam page for it. Watch the trailer. The trailer will give you an indication of what the game's like. It's really funny. Bonkers. And it pretty much describes how insane it is. It's a great game. Yeah, it, it is bonkers. But right now, again, performance. So until they've put a post up that said they're putting up a new build to fix it, but it's taking its time. So we'll see. Uh, what else I play? I played... I've been playing Star Ruler 2, which is a 4X game, or a Space 4X. Not sure what to think about that game yet, because it's really, really different to most Space 4Xs. It uses a bunch of very weird systems that are kind of not that well explained in the tutorial. So... The way that the game works is you take a lot of planets in this game and planets kind of feed other planets. So you have a bunch of like tier zero planets that are just exporting food and water to your bigger planets that then grow up in power. 
and a lot of the micromanagement is kind of dealt with itself. Like it, they'll build their own cities, they'll build their own industry, as long as you feed them with like the resources they need. And you could, you've got a ship design system which has an unlimited size slider. Like you can make a ship that's like the size of the fucking galaxy, effectively. What? It's what? it's weird. Like it doesn't seem like there's a limit on the size of the ships you can build in that game. There's like this weird ship design system. There's a diplomacy system which is kind of based on cards, where you spend influence to buy cards, and then the Galactic Senate kind of debates on issues, and you play cards like, uh, I'm going to bribe this person, I'm going to negotiate this, I'm going to attach a rider to this bill so that I gain influence for the next one, and all sorts of bonkers stuff. And the, the way that the fleet design works is you have a capital ship, and a bunch of support ships. And you could have like 200, 300 more support ships around a capital ship. And there's these huge battles with just lasers going off everywhere. And there's a, there's a fucking pirate ship that comes through the level and shoots at you. And also, it's, it's very, weird. very weird. <laughs> like, yeah. It's hard to grasp exactly what's going on in Star Ruler 2 sometimes. But I'm trying to get... Cause I think there's a really good game under there. I'm just trying... If I can't figure out what the systems are and how some of the mechanics work, I am really, really confused. <laughs> what do all of the X's stand for? Explore, expand? Explore, expand, exploit, exterminate. Uh, that's the four X's. Uh, so, and you can do all of those things. You can like run around the galaxy and find like ancient technology which you can take control of and all sorts of things like that. It's, it seems good. From what I can tell, it seems like a really good 4X, and I like the fact that they've completely innovated. Because like, I've played a bit of Galsiv 3 as well, and it's like, yeah, this game seems good, but it's very familiar. It's very similar to Galsiv 2, which is very similar to Civilization and so on and so forth. Star, uh, Star Ruler 2 is completely different to any 4X I've ever played. It's really, really weird. But once I get the hang of it, I think I'm going to like it a lot. Like, what I've played of it, I've liked but I really need to understand the systems because otherwise I have no idea if I'm playing well or not. So, trying to get there. Trying to get there. But it's it's good. It's it's definitely got a lot going for it. I'm just trying to figure out exactly what's going on with it. Yeah. It's strange. What's that? Oh, board game-wise, I played the expansion to Epic Spell Wars. Oh, how is it? Uh, it's fun. It's It's got some really cool mechanics. So, you can play both of them together, and you probably should. So, you get, like, huge piles of cards. And it's got a few different mechanics. To start with, there's a there's a mechanic called pets, whereby there are certain spells which are pets. And you play the spell, and then if you roll a certain amount on the dice, the, the pet component stays around, and you get to keep oh. it as a pet. And the pet can take a hit for you, and the pet can also fight. Like, if the pet stays around, it becomes a spell of its own. And you can keep casting it. And sometimes you can keep the pet for multiple turns. Uh, but you can throw it in the way of you to absorb a spell cast on you. Which is pretty cool. There's also uh, a, some dickish cards called reactions. Whereby if you die before the spell goes off, the reaction goes off anyway. And probably kills the dude that killed you. So that's kind of neat. Oh, interesting. There's also uh, a new currency called blood. Every time you kill someone, you get three blood. And there's some spells you can power up with blood. And also there's... Uh, the little, you get this little uh, plast, uh, cardboard standee with the game, which came with the first one. They made that a gameplay element now. So it's possible to capture the standee and it generates blood for you. 
and it kind of like it gets passed around with certain spells and things like that. So oh, it so makes it's the like game kidnapping other wizards. Uh, it's kind of you you kidnap the standee, which is like this giant kind of mountain thing. It's hard to oh, explain because oh, we oh, played oh. the we played the the virtual version, which doesn't have it. But yeah. this little it's this little cardboard stand up thing that's just like a mountain with wizards and shit on it. You can capture it and it'll give you blood, and then you could use blood to power up certain spells. Bonkers. It makes the game a lot more interesting because there's a lot more decision-making involved in it now. It's a bit more complicated. So I dig it. dig it a lot. It's a really good addition, from what I can tell. I played it with uh, the missus and the kid, and you can be a super dick now. Like, it gives you the ability to be <laughs> Not even... Not just a dick. Not... Super dick. Indeed, a magical, arcane-imbued super dick. A throbbing mm. super dick. I know what that's about. I I'm sure you do. <laughs> Wink. D did you Internet. order those pills for 1999 that you got from the Banarad? Is that what happened? Ron Jeremy sells a mean <laughs> pill, man. I, I had to buy them. To be fair, if you're going to trust somebody, you might as well trust Ron Jeremy. It's not like he's inexperienced in that regard, right? He's an expert. Mm -hmm. He's pretty much the world's leading authority. You know, he's he is the uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson of porn. Yeah. <laughs> I've always said that. I've always said that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. What else have I played? Mine are uh, just vitamin D, in case anybody okay. was wondering. Vitamin oh, D. Am I right? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Gotta okay. take the D. Uh, my copy of Hatred landed. I haven't played that yet. Uh, I believe, Jess, you got a copy of that as well, didn't you? Yeah, um, I was definitely going to play it, but I feel like... Well, you can't stream it, and we're going to be talking about that a little yeah. bit later in the show. Yes, yes. Yeah, the only interest I really had in that game was to stream it. Tough um, shit. Now, yeah, I, and Twitch has decided. Well, Twitch didn't exactly decide we're banning hatred necessarily. They they ban yeah all. We'll, we'll talk about this in the news section, but yeah, okay, this right. is going to yeah. be like a news topic. But I haven't played. I haven't installed it yet. I will play it. It'll it'll actually probably be tomorrow's WCF is assuming that I get the time to play it this evening. Uh, but I've I mean, seen, I can't I've imagine seen, it's a very long game. So I've seen some gameplay already. Um, because I guess there's no embargoes for. Yeah, whatever. there's no embargo. They literally just sent it out and said no embargo. I'm like, what? Fuck! It really, like, it really did not. It does not seem like what I was expecting. It looks like a, a real top, game to begin with. It's like a top-down shooter. Like that's all. Right. It's. Uh, I think uh, someone made this comment on Reddit, which I agree with fully. It's a reskin zombie shooter. You know, like um, Dead Nation, like that zombie shooting game. Yes, it's like it's that, like, just with exactly just with pedestrians. Like. like that's right. all it is. Like the the hype over it has been ridiculous, and I'm gonna fucking blame people like Polygon for blowing the shit out of that game. It's like, oh, this game is awful. You shouldn't buy it. Write ten fucking articles about it. Like I will you be clickbaiting be, twats. You know I'll exactly. I'll be entirely what you're honest. Doing. I would have never talked about that game, nor even heard about that game about had it. had Polygon not. Oh yeah. They're a bunch of hypocrites. They knew I, I, they know exactly what they're doing. They're just like, we are the moral authority. We are righteous. We are the best people in the universe. We will condemn this evil video game. Click, 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 click. Let's write 10 articles. Let's write 10 articles about it. <sighs> Fuck you, Polygon. Oh, and then, of it course, because the hype for that was, was like, everyone was like, clickbaity article. Then every other company on the internet was like, we should definitely we should write a clickbaity article. Right, too. right. Yep. Oh yeah, you they, guys, they have the, no integrity, no integrity whatsoever. There was a Punisher video game that came out around two thousands. Did you guys ever play that by chance? Yes, it had torture sequences in it. It had much worse playable torture material. Playable, right? Playable torture scenes 
that were much like one of the in the first level. You're even taking like a guy and smashing his head repeatedly uh, in a window to get information. There's a scene out of where him. you put a drill to his face, right? Like, yeah. And his hands, you put you drill through his fucking hands. And that um, game was he drastically it, worse than than Hatred. Yeah, but I've I mean, so you know, people people are like oh, well, it deserved it. Yeah, what about State of Emergency? Do you remember that PS2 game where you literally yep. just ran around a mall shooting up innocent people? Like that no. was a that was a video game. People were like no one's done anything like Hatred before. Uh, did you play Postal One? It's pretty much the same yep. fucking thing. Like yeah. you run around killing innocent people. State of Emergency, you run around killing innocent people. Not to mention, like, all the other games where you can kill innocent people, but you don't have to. But it's fun to do it anyway, like GTA and so on and so forth. So, I mean, don't, don't even get me started with that. Like, again, like, places like Polygon literally exploited that game for clicks. And their claims that they think that it's wrong is bullshit because they are the reason why that game got so much publicity. They are. Like, they, they, they hyped it. They... I wouldn't even say they inadvertently hyped it. I think they knew exactly what they were doing. I think they, they care only about clicks. So whatever moral code they claim to live by is bullshit. And they just wrote a bunch of clickbaity articles because they knew they'd get views from it. There's no integrity there. But yeah, what, that game's probably going to sell pretty well. So congratulations. Well done. You know, you wanted to take a stand against it. That thoroughly backfired. So either you're incompetent or malicious. Um, I'd probably both. Whatever. I mean, let's not get fucking started on when Polygon was like, oh, Witcher Wild Hunt is racist because in this fantasy land there's not enough people of color. And uh, it's like, they have dwarves and elves. Is that not enough racial diversity for you? Fuck off. <laughs> Jesus. Mm. Anyway, uh, back to other things. Uh, well, so uh, I, yes. I, I, would, I would like to point, I would like to point out that uh, historically, judging by the time period, uh, and location, there would be no because it's the far north. There would be no need to adapt evolutionary for darker skin because no, be. of the like. It just I'm sorry, like you know, it just wouldn't be a thing. No, it just wouldn't be. be a thing. Yeah, this isn't like sub-Saharan weather where darker skin protects you from the sun. It's evolutionary. <laughs> it was unnecessary for the location. You can't just say. Where's all the Hispanic characters just because you want Let's them? Let's just toss it's... a bunch of random colored characters into the game because that's diversity. No, that's <laughs> bullshit pandering and lazy. It's like, well, yeah. we've got to make sure we've got the quota right. No, make what fits with the game. Like, you want to make... You know what? Fucking annoys me more than anything. This is the same fucking website and the same fucking people that complained in Resident Evil 5 that you were killing a lot of black people in Africa. It's Africa! Of course there's a lot of black zombies! Of course there are! Yes. What is he like, oh, yeah. but racial difference... Oh, God. Yeah, you don't need to... Look, you don't need to make everything perfect for everyone all the time. That's just the way the world is. The game takes place in, like, pretty much the northern kind of Eastern European world in, like, I don't know, let's pretend it's the 8th century. There you go. That's you're not gonna find like a happy cornucopia of of different peoples. It's they're all gonna be pale white guys. It's pretty much like, it. Like I get it. I, I I get like a certain amount of this. Like if you're designing a game and it, it doesn't take away, you know, like it, I, I, it's really hard to come up with an example of exactly what I mean. Let's talk about uh, over sexualization or over overly violent. If it's unnecessary to your game. 
and you cannot put it in there, maybe sometimes you shouldn't, right? And I, I'll always agree with that. I'll always agree that, you know, maybe we don't have to have gigantic tits on our Mortal Kombat characters no. anymore. And that's, maybe we and can that's scale cool. I like the design in Mortal Kombat 10 that it's more understated. That's good. Right, right. It's unnecessary to have gigantic Mortal Kombat 9 level of rests. I get that. So we don't need it. Let's not do it. Don't but, do it for the sake of it. Just do, right. do it because yes. you have a good reason. Like, I fully agree, and we can keep coming back to this goddamn topic. I fully agree that there are too many white male burly space marine protagonists in video games. I fully yes, agree, absolutely. and I'm fucking bored of it. I want to see exactly. more variety in that respect. But we're not talking about main characters here. We're talking about people who are basically in the background. And now we're talking about side characters, and we're also talking about a cohesive world that makes sense. And like you said, there are plenty of reasons. It's also, it's a Polish developer. Like, yeah. it's Poland. <laughs> They're not, you know, they, this is not America. They don't have the same culture. They don't have the same racial diversity that America does. And if you develop a game in Poland, you are going to expect that culture to affect the game development. And that's yeah. fine. Stop demanding that other cultures be like you. <laughs> you know, I, I love the people that's like, oh, cultural appropriation. Uh, yeah, but you're demanding that other cultures be like you. Isn't that pretty much the same thing? I mean, you know, just, it's it's it's, it's just, oh, I, I, I've been trying to avoid this for weeks. Like, I, I've actually had a nice few weeks because I've been avoiding all the stupid bullshit from people, slacktivists on the internet, sitting in their goddamn San Francisco studio apartments, trying to change the world from their fucking IMAX. And that's what I've been trying to do. <laughs> and now I'm back into it. Fuck it. Uh, whatever. Back to video Co games. Just remember, Coney 2012. Of course, yeah, because that that did a, that did a wonders, you know. Right. We caught the it guy, right? It felt good though. It we caught the guy. So it good. felt yeah. real good. Uh -huh. It felt so good to tweet, guys. Yeah, right here. Yeah, I, I'm all I'm all for for more like main character diversity. That's fine. I'm not okay with shoehorning. Like artistic vision is a thing. Let right, people. Right, that's exactly my point. Like at the end of the day, you shouldn't have an uh, you shouldn't have a checklist of things that we have to do. No, it's, you don't design game, by right? quota. It's weird right. because we complain a lot about focused groups, grouped games, like uh, the way the EA does its games, like they tick a bunch of boxes. And a lot of the games press complains about that as well. And yet there seem to be some people that want to do that. They just want to do it with character design. You've got to have a certain number of these kind of characters. You've got to have a certain number of these kind of characters. You don't design by focus group. You right. design based on the vision of the artist. And if that vision happens to be... That, if it happens to be Resident Evil 5, where you're killing mostly African zombies because you're in Africa, so be it. If it happens to be Witcher, which is Polish-inspired in a northern fantasy territory where most people are white, so be it. If it happens to be Japanese, like, I don't see them complaining about Yakuza 4 where there's literally one white guy and everyone else is Japanese. Like, you don't right. see a complaint there. Of course you don't. It's I, whatever. I, 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 studied, I studied writing a little bit in college. Because I always wanted to be a writer. Um, I'm probably never going to write anything. But one of the very first things you're taught is write what you know. Exactly. And so if you uh, are a primarily Polish company and you're gonna you write are going to primarily write white yeah. characters. And if you make the attempt to write a black character, you may come across as offensive because as you didn't know what you're writing. Yeah, and exactly. that is much worse by being putting in things that are oh, God. completely glaringly awful in your game it because you didn't me. know what you were writing about. So that there was would be a, 10 times worse. There was an old game on Xbox 360 called um, Enchanted Arms, which had a offensively gay character in it. Like, completely stereotyped, hugely, hugely blown out of proportion with his voice and everything like that. 
And it was obvious that someone had tried to develop a, a gay character and they're basically using him as comedy relief. And it sucked. And it was, it was, it would have been better if they didn't have an openly gay character than have one that's bad. And I think that's what a lot of studios are very afraid of. Because the write what you know thing is a problem because a lot of, uh, most of the writers and game designers that we have are also white and male for the most part we're getting more females in which is great that's good we need that because if we have more uh, diversity in terms of the amount of writers then we have more room for better stories because they can write different characters that's good and i think uh, especially in this current environment people are shit scared of writing a different character that people then turn around and claim that's racist because then they just get crucified for that so they stick to what's safe which is a shame and the irony of it is that a lot of the people making these demands are the people terrifying these writers into sticking to what they know because they're afraid they're going to be burned at the fucking stake if they screw up making a, 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 racially, a racial minority character. Yeah, That's the problem. We've got to be... Here's what I'm going to ask everybody. And I, I'm preaching to the choir here because I believe that most of you guys are sensible and you're not idiots. Give people the benefit of the doubt. Like, before you go off on someone and assume the worst, how about you assume that they're not a terrible monster Hitler and you assume that maybe they were just trying their best and maybe they just didn't do it all that well? Give them the benefit of the fucking doubt. Right. That would be nice. That would be I've nice. I've always been a big fan of the... Um, of the the boiling the frog analogy, right? Like if you if you take a frog and you throw it in a scalding pot, it's going to hop out, right? But if you put it in lukewarm water and then slowly raise the temperature, you will boil the frog to death. And I, I'm not talking about boiling anybody to death, but I'm saying that I think that Go diversity on. and change and things along that lines have to be handled in a very slow Right, it's a very gradual thing. You have to realize that. And I think the louder we shout, that's the equivalent of throwing the, 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 the frog into the boiling pot. I think if you do what, and I, I know a lot of people are going to, like, immediately, uh, you guys might, um, Borderlands 2 did a, a decent job of introducing a very diverse cast. Like, Sir Hammerlock is gay, but it's never thrown into your face. You, no, it's you, not. You, right. Which is you a shame because pre-sequel did throw that shit into your face. It's like, hey, hey, look at me, hey! Right. Like, Right. Mm. I, well, I've never, I, to this day, I've yet to play free sequel. You're not missing anything. 20 minutes Trust into me. it. It was all fetch quests. It was all, mm -hmm. it was just awful. Um, but I, I, I love the way they've handled it in Mortal Kombat X. I hate to keep hyping that game, but uh, which character is it? Is a, is a, is Kung Jin, isn't it? Who's the first uh, gay character. And like yeah. the way that you know it is, I mean, obviously a lot of people have written articles about it. That's one way to know it. But the other way to know it is during the storyline, he says to his master, which is Hanzo, which is Scorpion. And he says, I, he says, we need to send you to these, these people to train. And he goes, but they won't accept me. And he says to uh, Kung Jin, he says, well, it, 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 it's not... Uh, it's what in your what's in your heart that matters, not what your heart desires, and that's it. And it's very subtle, and it's, it's just, there. And it's, I think it's even amusing that like Mortal the most Kombat, if anything, is more like sensibly progressive than most games these days. Right. It's like, what the hell happened? I think even like the most homophobic, redneck, frustrated piece of garbage, Arkansan neighbor of mine. Uh, sorry, Arkansas. Um, I think even he would be like. Yeah, I think that guy's gay. That's all right, I guess. You know, it's not a big deal. You know, but when you 
shove it down somebody's it's throat. It's when you make it a That's big deal. when you get resistance. And that's why I don't understand. Like, I've been an equal rights card-carrying member now for for 20 years. I, I, I pay my dues. I, I'm a big fan of equality. I'm a big fan of diversity. I'm a big fan of equal rights. My way of doing it is different than the way a most lot of people other people are. do it these days. Like, in my experience, like, right, it's most common people sense. are It's just common sense, right? You know? Yeah. But it, maybe it's not as common as I would I would think. Uh, that you know? it, it's it's best done, in my opinion, where it's like this is normal, like not just shoving it right. in your face. I, I think it was a uh, Mass Effect Three. There was a there was a gay character in that. Uh, there was a scene uh, that I heard about where he was like uh, talking about his dead husband and things like that, and it was just written like that was completely normal, and that's because it is, and that's fine. Right, exactly. You know exactly. And that, that's the way to do it. That's always the way to do it. Uh, but, you know, I just, I would, I would just like everyone, like games media in particular, to give people the fucking benefit of the doubt and, you know, not go writing articles and scoring games down because they don't have a certain quota of people with the right skin color in this fantasy world. Can but we not? Certain, I mean, but there's a certain amount of you can't win that no, these developers no. face. No. Because, like I said, if they, if they, if they create a, a primarily white cast, um, for The Witcher 3, then they're going to face the, the fact that there's no diversity. If they write diverse characters incorrectly, then they're going to face their rampant racism uh, because they, they, they well, went they with stereotypes right, or they yeah. went with, they screwed up, they made it not, and, and those articles, whatever article you write, whichever one of those you write, either they put a, a, a Mexican character in and he really likes burritos, so therefore they're racist assholes, or they wrote, you know, or they wrote um, a, a, an entirely white race, uh, either like, way, oh, that black guy going that likes to get fried clicks. chicken, that's very racist. Like, no, right. everyone like likes fried chicken. chicken. It's delicious. What the hell's wrong with you? <sighs> right. But uh, way, Dodger, you had something one... to say. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Uh, oh, all, I, <laughs> all I was going to say is that um, if we could put more focus on programs that encourage people of other minorities to get involved in writing and game development and things like that, that's... That's the way to fix these problems yes, is absolutely. to have more voices involved and more opinions in the creative process. Yes. And that's also, good for everybody because we get more interesting stories that way. Yeah. And also, as a gamer who's been as a gamer who's been gaming now for his entire life, which is again, like I said, 40 years of gaming, I love diversity in gamings. Like I I, I love I love seeing the 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 casual crowd getting catered to. Uh, I love seeing these types of games. Like I enjoyed Candy Crush. I, I, you know, I love the fact that there's new concepts and new things and new things to do and new and the more voices we have in the industry, the more people writing stuff, the better the 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 choices we have when it comes to the types of games that we play. That's why I love the age of self-publishing. And this goes back to what I was saying earlier. You live in a time and day and age where you can get your message out to anybody, and it's the most magical time in the world because it there's an infinite amount of variety because there's an infinite infinite number of ideas because there's an infinite number of authors because you sitting at home right now whoever or whatever you are you can create and you can get it to the people and it's it's an incredible world to live in it's so incredible you know sorry jesse no i was say? say i think i think that we should focus or i guess developers should focus on making the player character more accessible to people of different cultures and, and men and women, rather than worry about the world, make the character in that world something that everyone can relate to, rather than just being white male every time. I, I I'm going to disagree with you well, on that one. Um, I, I actually think the opposite is a better idea. I think that having an interesting, diverse cast of side characters is the way to go. 
Um, I think that there are some RPGs, like, okay, something like, say, uh, Pillars of Eternity, or any RPG that lets you create your own character that's a blank slate, that you know, has basically no real backstory whatsoever. You just, you play, you kind of project your own backstory onto that. But here's the thing, like a character like Shepard or a character like Geralt, they are specific characters with their own backstory. It makes very little sense to give you like a huge amount of customization over those characters because their character is a key component of the story. And by watering that character down and just saying, it, she can be whatever you want it to be. I think you actually That's make the story less interesting. Um, I think in a, in a game where you can be anything that you want to be, you get to design that character. It's important for them to make sure that everything, everything going on in the background, all of the other characters involved, that you suit that world. Yes. Does that make sense? So yes, like, if absolutely. you create a game where every character is white and they're like, well, you can make a character that's whatever color you want. If like, if you're a black character in a world that's all white, it it feels off somehow you know like it doesn't it 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 feels like the world wasn't well created correctly but like what were you gonna say tv i think that there's an opportunity there to make the world react to that and i mean even perhaps including an element of racism from some of the bad characters i think that makes things a lot more interesting it does of course make the game potentially less accepting to to people but if you are, if say there's an entire uh, game which is a bunch of white characters, you come in as a black character, it's like, oh, he's from another land. You know, you can have the characters right, actually react but, to that in some way. But again, <laughs> then then you have to make your game suit that part. Like, yes, if you yeah. weren't intending that to be part of the story in your work. game, then you're just adding that in. But like, what I was going to say is that, yes. No, I, I <laughs> just go, just keep going. I, I, just go, just. Let me, can I Is say he having a meltdown here or what? Thing, can I say the stupidest thing I'll ever say? You can try. Right here. On the, I'm going to go for it. I think Saints Row 4 treated diversity better than any game has ever done. And let me explain why. You can make your character any shape, which is important to me, by the way, developers. I like to make big old fatties, okay? You can make your character any shape, any size, any height, any color, right down to making Shrek if you want to. Hi, donkey. And uh, you can have sex with every character in the game. It doesn't matter, straight, gay, it doesn't matter. You can make a female character and have sex with all the women. You can make a male character and have sex with all the men. And there's not like actual sex. It's just a little love cutscene or whatever. But that is it's the comedy. most, that is, if in my ideal world, that would be how you would treat diversity in video games that would be my a saints row 4 I, is the most political i don't think that works for everything i think that works for like uh, the wacky crazy world where you're able to customize your character. It's like i want to play a 700 pound superhero that can fly through the air uh okay i can do that because it's saints row and i can also do it while wearing spandex that doesn't work for every game like you, you, you okay, got, that's true especially like the the seriously character driven games like especially for a lot of the saints row games your character again is a blank slate and blank slate games are very easy to do diversity with. Uh, it's the games where you well, have a character. Your character's not a blank slate, though. In Saint, like I guess, not in Saints Row Four, he isn't. Slate? But he is in Saints Row Two and Three, and certainly the first uh, Saints one Row. And two. One and one two. One and two. Sure. Okay, yeah. But three and four, and after that, I think your character is physically a blank slate, but character-wise. He is, you know, I think they say, like, he's a puckish rogue. He's just a total douchebag that loves to blow shit up. He's the boss of a gang 
that I don't know how they're a gang because all they do is go around and party and, and not really do any gang stuff. They try to – they fight corporations. Like, it's silly. He's a silly character, and no matter who you are, you're that character. So it would be like if you were playing The Witcher and you could graphically change the way Geralt looks, but character-wise, he's still the same – like, yeah, I talk like this, and I'm a badass, and I yeah, go do I think, stuff. Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of games could just benefit from letting you do that. I remember um, Deus Ex is a good example. The original Deus Ex, you, uh, you were the same JC Denton, but you could pick from five, like, face and skin colors. One of them was uh, black. One of them was albino. Uh, so you had you don't get a lot of albino representation in games, I've got to say. Uh, but you had, like, there's a black one that was uh, an Asian face, a kind of Asian colored face. Uh, standard white, there was kind of ginger and then albino. Um, but the character was still exactly the same, regardless of which one he picked. Which I, I think is I, fine, but it's also, I think that you're missing opportunities, potentially. Like, you could, you can do a bit of storytelling related to that. Especially, like, you, say if you met a character who was from the same place you were in a game. It's like, well, if you happen to pick the, uh, the Asian JC Denton, and you ran into someone, it's like, oh, uh, you know, are you from this country, and blah, blah, blah. You know, I think there's storytelling possibilities that could be put in there. But again, it's a lot of work. Uh, it's... Anyway, I'm, I'm not really sure where we're going with this. I think we all kind of come to the same basic conclusion that we should respect artistic vision and simultaneously let's get more writers, let's get people from different cultures involved because then we get more interesting stories. At the and same really, time... The... Yes, Dodger. The thing that I wanted to say <laughs> is just that, like... I, I still think that critique is important. And I think that it's important for people to realize that representation is also very important. That representation can can do a lot for an individual person. If they, if they see a character that was specifically designed to be black or Indian or, you know, lots of other demographics. Um, there's there's a, a level of empowerment there that's important to people. Absolutely. Yeah, sure. I, I absolutely agree with that. Uh, and But, th I mean, that's why you have, right, cool, well-written characters and people, you know, look up to them and they idolize them and so on and so forth. And I'd love to see more of that. That would be great. The, pro but, but the thing about critique, the main problem I have with critique is when you condemn a game for the game's artistic vision and say, oh, well, you don't have enough characters of a particular color, so I'm going to condemn you and I'm going to make assumptions about you as a person. And people do that. Like, I think it's okay to say it would have been nice if there were more. And some game reviews did that with The Witcher. And then there were ones that said, this is a problem. I was like, is it a problem? But is it a problem? And should you be making assumptions about the developer? Should you be going as far as to claim the developer might be racist or might be sexist? That's where it goes too far, in my opinion. You know, when you start making assumptions about the people behind the art, rather than just saying, look, I prefer the art was a different way. And here's why I think it would improve the game if it were a different way. Yeah, critique for the sake of critique without acknowledging the content that is being critiqued is is a pointless endeavor. It achieves nothing. All you're doing is trying to cause controversy. It's unnecessary. It's a completely useless oh, thing. Yeah. And yeah, absolutely. They know what they did because it was a clickbaity article. They're very well aware of what they did in order to get that us talking about it which we are so oh my god i, I will say <laughs> my, my final thought on the topic it really all comes down to author's discretion 
And I really do believe it needs to be the author's discretion. And I believe if we if we did live in a world in which like the blanks, like every character has to be male and white, and that's the only story worth telling. If we lived in that world, I think that would be a terrible world. But I think as we bring in more authors um, who are diverse themselves, and as more independent developers are able to to publish the games that they want to create and write the games that they want to write, and 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 do the things that they want to do, we're going to see diversity in the the characters and the worlds, and that is beautiful. And I love this. And as much as I love AAA games and big explosions and super two hundred hours of gameplay, and as much as I love this stuff, I'm so um, in love with self publishing. Because I think that's the real key. I think the problem solves itself, and I don't think about any amount of slacktivism is going to make any real difference. I think well, I think the problem solves makes it itself. Worse. Uh, it's like I said before, you make writers afraid of writing characters they're not familiar with because you're afraid that someone with a fucking blog or who works for a games journalism website turns around and calls you racist for it. People yeah. are scared, and they've said it before. Like, we've had this for years with female characters in particular. People are scared of doing female characters because they're scared of being called sexist by these people because they right. didn't do it the way that they wanted it. I mean, the Josh Sweden issue is a prime fucking example of that. I don't agree with a lot of what that guy says, especially with, you know, the whole Gamergate thing. But outside of that, like, he's a good writer, and I've enjoyed most of what he's made, and he got shit on for Black Widow. Shit on. Like, really yeah. badly. And it's like I enjoy. I enjoy those scenes. You can't win. I Fuck love you, internet. You can't I enjoy win. Those let, scenes. Me, let me. I say, mean, I a, I agree that we didn't get the scenes we were promised out of Black Widow. We didn't get yeah. the storyline that got built up for fucking years for Black Widow. I really but, wanted a, a movie, personally. A Black Widow Isn't movie. That, I thought yeah. they were doing. Like, they were going to do that, and they never did that. Like I thought after. Uh, well, you can America fucking blame too, Hollywood for that, not the writers. You know, Hollywood's not willing to take risks on uh, like female action stars, which is fucking annoying because i don't you know i don't see a re i look i love the action genre and i i don't i'm not really like so keen on 98 percent of action stars being fucking male it's boring but i i saw um i saw uh the avengers 2 with my wife and uh i identify with a hulk as much i mean literally the hulk is right <laughs> i ident i self-identify as the incredible hulk well, my actually, preferred pronouns are Hulk, Hulk self. <laughs> but I do identify with the Hulk because I, I suffer from PTSD and anxiety disorder. I, t I, I, I lose control occasionally uh, when I, I'm faced with, with things that anger me or frustrate me or are difficult for me. And because of that, I thought I would never find a wife. I thought I'd never find the right person in my life. And I found my Black Widow. I, I really did. And that scene, like, I, we, me and my wife immediately realized what was happening, and she knew how I felt about the character, and she reached over and she grabbed my hand, and then she hugged me and held me close. And I was like, this scene is so romantic and so beautiful and so perfect, and it's exactly what I thought, because I thought I'll, ne I'll never be able to have kids, and because I'll never be able to have kids, I'll never find a, a wife that will want to be with me because we'll never have kids together. And, and then my wife understands my trepidation when it comes to kids. And I'm like, this is so great. And I walk out of the movie and I like check into it. I'm like, this movie's so good. It's got a scene in there just for me. And then the internet just shit on that scene and it like broke me. <laughs> like it just broke me that that was the scene they had problems with. I didn't understand it because it mirrored my exact life. I mean, I don't turn into a giant green monster, but I do turn into a giant. Questionable. Mm. <laughs> right. Is, you know, I wonder if the, the problem with that and, you know, I, 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 I catch myself saying this 
and I immediately think I'm a fucking idiot for doing it. I'm like, maybe Dodger would agree with me on this as the woman. I'm like, no, probably. that's so <laughs> bad. As like, the token lady would, of though. the show. Well, the, this <laughs> is the entire problem, she isn't it? Would, though. it? This is the entire problem. It's, it's funny because even this kind of very podcast also represents this sort of issue. The only of uh, there's only one female Avenger. So it seems like to people, she has to be literally everything. She's got to represent everything well, that's good about every female in the world ever because she's the only one there that can. She's not allowed was, to have flaws. There was a really good article that was talking about the whole Black Widow thing. And they were like, really? Let's let's take her and replace her with any of the other characters. There would still be a huge issue. If she was Tony Stark, she would have been the woman that didn't listen. If she was Captain America, she would have been the strict no-nonsense mom figure that everybody hates. If she had been Clint, Hawkeye, she would have been the woman who's out to battle but just really wants to be home with her family, mm -hmm. right? Like, yeah. there would have been a problem no matter who she was. And, like, we've gotten to this point where we just overanalyze and overcritique every single thing because we... Uh, it's it's just it's just so hard <laughs> it's like i don't like writers that's why writers i don't critique writing so many yeah i just like i feel so bad for writers and at the same time like i want to i want to encourage them to keep like trying new stuff that's why that's why during the whole conversation we were having earlier i was like i don't know like i agree and at the same time i don't because like i think it is important for writers to to try writing other cultures and to try writing other types of people and have them involved in their story and not only you know write about people who are similar to them like i think that that creates a very boring story so i don't know it's it's a hard topic because again we are in in such a like high octane area of this exact thing right now yeah i mean you know gaming in particular has has plenty of issues with that when it comes to <laughs> just here's the reality of like this podcast there aren't that many female gaming YouTubers, like compared to male. There just aren't. Like we we get a lot of them on the show, and there's like a hundred men to every like popular female gaming YouTuber. It's hard to find good guests, like in that respect. And I think that there, there's a bit of a problem there, <clears throat> uh, especially when it comes to action movies. It's the same issue. Most of the heroes are male, so whenever you introduce a female one, they get overanalyzed to shit by the entire fucking internet. Like, and it's like, oh, she's not allowed to have this flaw. She can't be flawed in this way because she's got to represent all of womankind, all 3.5 bloody billion of them. And if, she's, if she doesn't do that well, then the writer is a sexist. And well, I, I feel for writers. I really do. I do, the, do. The thing to me, the way to fix that is to have more female characters. Well, have sure, it not course. be yeah, yeah. a shit ton of dudes and one woman who has to represent everybody, right? Yeah. Just like we were saying. But like in that specific situation where that was the dynamic it's it's just hard she's going to be flawed and if she's not flawed then there's a huge problem there well i mean have you never watched anything josh whedon has fucking written every one of his <laughs> characters has flaws like yep. every single yeah. fucking one of them there's no there's no doubt about that that's how he writes his characters sometimes it actually gets a bit ridiculous because like oh here's the crippling character flaw that's in every fucking character he ever writes but most of the time it results in fairly interesting stuff ah it's a shame but yeah, uh, yeah, I think the, the the best message to probably take from this is, yeah, hopefully this will solve itself over time. Don't make it worse by scaring the shit out of the existing writers and making them afraid to try new things. Because otherwise they're going to stick to what's safe. And guess what's safe? Uh, big, white, male, scary, 
Space Marine. Yeah. That's what's safe. Because nobody it's, it's cares about of, his character development. It's kind of funny how it goes full circle when Dodger says people should take chances and, and write characters they don't understand. The reason why people are like, well, I'm just going to wait until I get on a team where every there, there's a writer representing every uh, group when we create this game. Because people are afraid to even take that next step of like, I'm going to mm. create a character that I really know nothing about. But let's just see what happens. Like, everyone's so afraid that that's Because they got jumped like, on for it. No one's willing to take that chance. I agree with you. People should go like create their world how they want their world to be and create characters and if they aren't that particular race or ethnic minority or whatever fine but create that world but people are still like if i do this and it comes out badly or reflects poorly on me then i'm the like horrible racist who made this mock character and so everyone's just really antsy and i think we need to get beyond that and just let people create Give what them they want to create and and let people let artists be artists do what you do and, and and let's not be so freaking crazy. And Internet. like we've like we've said before, um, yeah, just let everybody continue to make what they're going to make. And as the world changes and develops and becomes more tolerant and understanding of other cultures and other ways of living and all of these different things, that's also going to reflect in our media, right? Mm -hmm. Like uh, tackling the real world is going to affect the media in positive ways. And and. And I think this goes back to uh, if a lot of a lot of my friends lately have been like, have you seen just in general how much over the last 10 years just the cultural outlook on being gay in general has changed? And people are like, how that happened? Why that happened? And honestly, it's just because younger people were like, yeah, no, I'm cool with that, whatever. And didn't care. And it's just time. It just takes time. Yep. And yep. it just takes a new generation of people to come along and be like. Yeah, no, I just don't. That's not a real big deal for me anymore. Go Ireland, and, by the way. Yay! Yeah. yeah. And all the all the old fuddy duddies who have their own set ways will eventually spoiler will eventually be dead, and we'll just sort of move on, and everything will be eventually things will sort of work themselves out the way it should be. I There's was a fair... reading. Sorry. Oh no, no, please go ahead. All I was I was gonna say I was reading a uh, a different article that was talking about it was. It was uh, this guy saying, you know, I think that when you hit maybe like 65 or 70, you just shouldn't be allowed to vote anymore because you're voting <laughs> on the future of other people and you're probably not going to be around. And I was like, oh, that's some heavy shit. <laughs> it, well, hell, they don't, they don't let people under 18 vote. So why not have an upper limit as well? Well, there you go. Yeah. I, I, I can definitely see that. Mm, it's guys i have to pee so bad oh yeah sure we'll, we'll take a break absolutely <laughs> we went so over. yeah we did uh, we kind of got into that and just didn't want to stop okay we'll be right back Oof. after the break to talk a little bit about news we'll talk a bit about the hatred and the twitch uh, ban on that particular game we'll be right back don't go anywhere this is the co-optional podcast sometimes occasionally Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the co-optional podcast for the final god knows how long of the show we massively overran on that topic Oops. It was fun. It was fun. I almost feel like we do that topic too much, but then again, simultaneously, why the hell not? It's an interesting discussion, and it's reasonably important, so why the fuck it not? It keeps you know? coming up again. Every time we yeah. think we're done, someone does something else that's just Someone stupid. does something stupid, and yeah, brings it up again. Speaking of yeah. stupid, Twitch, the site that we are on right now. Wow. Twitch. Idiots. Whole bunch of dummies. Twitch uh, yesterday updated their code of conduct which was 
conveniently, right before the review copies with no streaming embargo of Hatred were sent out. Hmm, I wonder if there's a coincidence or some kind of connection going on there. I wonder. Now, what they have now said is that AO-rated games are not allowed on the service, such as the mature... Uh, let's see. Uh, the... AO version of San Andreas, which I think was the one which accidentally had whole coffee in it. And I'm pretty sure like yeah. the AO version of Fahrenheit. Basically anything that's rated AO, adults only, is no longer allowed on the service. And they've updated their rules of conduct in the pursuit of the goal to make the community platform feel more comfortable and fun, safe and welcoming and inclusive. And All right, 1984. <laughs> that's basically what I said. Well, we're going to make everything more inclusive by um, not including things. Like, you understand that works, right? Yeah? Sounds good? Yeah. Um, yes. So apparently that somehow makes the site more inclusive. And basically, this doesn't really cover anything other than hatred. So, essentially, these games were already banned anyway. Because uh, Twitch doesn't allow for gratuitous nudity on the service so really banning ao only ends up banning hatred right because at the end of the day that's that's the the big loophole right like obviously you're not allowed to show sexual situations on twitch if, even if it's an m-rated game with they, they made an exception of a few games um, well yeah the like, popular ones witcher has sex right. scenes in it basically what they said was the gameplay is not allowed to be centered on the sex so right. it's to prevent you from streaming like porn games and things like that Right, which makes, I mean, that obviously makes sense. But I guess this hatred would basically be the first game to ever really fall under this their guidelines for violence. Yes. And that's, I mean, that's very remarkable, obviously. It is remarkable, like, considering that, again, Postal, right? If, I don't think Postal even, does Postal even have a rating on Steam? Let's check. I was going to say, does Postal have a rating? Um, I'm looking at Postal, actually. Uh, they, they're on a 90% off sale right now, and I'm pretty sure they're doing that on purpose. Um... <laughs> They they're rated M. That's weird. Like postal is literally is the same. Is postal worse? Than uh, arguably yes. Like postal <laughs> is it's an isometric top down shooter where you kill innocent people. Like hatred yep. is an isometric top down shooter where you kill innocent people. Hatred is rated AO, whereas postal is rated M, which is a bit of a weird one. Uh, there's a little bit of inconsistency there, as far as I can tell. Uh, but uh, this rule is clearly meant to stop people from streaming hatred. Nothing but that. Because otherwise, like, all the other stuff was banned anyway on on Twitch in the first place. So, do you view this as Twitch taking a political stance on this particular game? Because they're essentially saying, for all intents and purposes, you can't play this particular game, we're not going to allow this on our service. Not at all. I think this is, there's, I think this was a, not a political stance. I think we shouldn't read too much into this. This was a like a legalese thing that probably came along where they were like, let's just not get involved. So let's just not allow that. people to do it. They're like, I don't know what's going to be in this game, move. but yeah. it's been built up a lot as being super hella violent. So let's just make it so nobody can play it at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like we're, we're yeah. afraid that someone might complain to us because someone saw their kid playing this game. So let's just not make that a thing. Right. And there's a certain amount of age gating. Like the age gating on Twitch is not very good. It's uh, terrible. You can, you can click mature stream or whatever. That just gives you a checkbox like entering a porn site. Are you 18? Yeah, sure I am. 
Uh, there's no age, real age gating. And so I can understand where Twitch wants to be careful because they don't want somebody sitting at home with the Xbox app or the, the PlayStation app or, or watching on their phone and being a 14-year-old kid and then seeing some child get murdered in hatred. Or I don't even know that that's in Well, hatred. you can't. Actually, you can't kill kids in hatred. Like Thank they do. you for that. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. Huh. Um, but I... I yeah, I, I, at the end of the day, it's kind of just shoring up their policies. So it's difficult to get too upset about it. But it's clear, it's clear that they're shoring up their policies because of this game. And that just, sure. I don't know, I feel like you should be more transparent about that, in my opinion. Well, here's what bothers me. me, right? My, uh, this is probably the same case with a bunch of you guys as well. My main age demographic is 25 to 34. Like 40% right. of my viewers are 25 to 34. 39% of my viewers are 18 to 25. Here's the thing. We're all old enough to make our own fucking decision about what media we consume, whether or not it be streamed media, whether or not it be games that we play. Not only that, but even though the age rating doesn't work very well on Twitch, there is an age gate. I can set my stream to mature audiences only. If I can set my stream to mature audiences only, then frankly, as far as I'm concerned, it is the choice of me and my audience what we choose to actually consume. And if that happens to be violence... Now, I, I, get, the, I get the sex thing, because America, but when it comes to violence, I can play plenty of games that are just as violent as Hatred without any problem whatsoever. I can go stream State of Emergency or Postal right now, and it's exactly the same. I'm slaughtering innocent people for points, exactly the same thing, but I can't play Hatred. And I don't like the fact that Twitch is making that decision for me. I think that's bullshit. Uh, I'm 30 years old, I can make that decision for myself, and my audience can make the decision for myself. And it's not my responsibility if a kid sneaks in past your shitty age gate. Well, I think that's their legal standing is like, well, if a kid does sneak in, TB's not going to be the one in trouble, it's going to be us. So let's not worry about it. Yeah, but if the kid lied to do it, like it's the same with um, 18 rated like red band trailers, they're age gated, you have to pick your age. That's, everyone can get through that. Anybody. There was a a thing up on... uh, it's funny because Reddit was discussing this. Uh, there's a there's a red band trailer out right now for a movie called American Ultra, and people were like, "Why is this age gated? Everyone can get through it." And the answer was because that moves the responsibility off the people that were hosting it. It's like it's not our right. fault that a kid lied. It's like, is it is it the movie's fault that a kid snuck in to watch an M rated movie? It's not the movie's fault, no. But I. I'm bothered by it because I don't even think that Twitch even played it. I know that GOG isn't stocking it, but the thing is they played it before they made that decision. And I'm kind of okay with it because GOG is a highly curated service and they're very picky about the games that go on there anyway. Steam is not. <laughs> Steam is not. No. Right, but not like at all. my only complaint about Steam ever removing that game when they choose to remove it is says, this is the game you're going to remove. Like, out of all the shitty bloatware nightmares that have on, just straight up viruses copying the graphics from other people's games that shows up in, in Greenlight, and this is the, the time this to is what you choose to do. Yeah. Like, please don't. Please don't be those people. Well, I mean, from what I've... Um, I've watched the footage of Hatred that came out this morning, and again, I don't see what the fuss is about. Like, it, this was blown way out of proportion. Way out of proportion. And it is the fault of the media for doing that, as it always fucking is. And frankly, I don't see the harm in it being on 
on on Twitch. I mean, I really don't. Like, co considering the other things that you can stream on Twitch, which are equally violent, if not more so, I really don't see the problem. But I think it is exactly what Jesse said. It's to dodge a potential PR nightmare. Mm. Like, because they... And, and it's probably got a lot to do with the fact Amazon now owns them, so they've got more responsibility, whatever that means. Let's just ignore the fact that Twitch is entirely fine with chats being covered in fucking swastikas and racist commentary moving at 5,000 miles a second. They're okay with that. They're okay with gambling for real money, which is illegal in some countries and states, but they're okay with having that on the service. But they're not okay with imaginary violence. That, this is, why exactly can we not just grow past this point? I mean, there are horrible, horrible movies. Like, things like a Serbian film is fucking disgusting. Like, things like uh, The Human Centipede is fucking disgusting. And we still respect film as a genre. We still respect film as a medium, in fact. They're making a third one. Just I know. Oh, it got rated. The, the third I one. Go, 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 Dodger, go. So, you know how the second one was set in a world where the first one was a movie and the second one? Yeah. So, the third one is set in a world where the first two were both movies. <laughs> it has a rating. I love it. I love it. It has a rating on Metacritic of one. One. I've never seen that before. That Incredible. Because it's awful? Because it's an awful thing that should yes. never exist? Uh, there's no, no uh, 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 I'm going to stop you right there. I, don't nope. get into that territory nope. of it should never nope. exist. Fuck False. that. Fuck that. False. You choose to consume. Sewing a man's mouth to a person's butt should <laughs> not exist. No nope. bullshit. I will stand there's, there by are, that nope. to the day I die. There are, wrong. it is False. a fic, it's a piece of fiction. False. There are no things that You're should wrong. not exist in a piece of that fiction. That should uh, not exist. So TV. don't watch it. So don't watch nope. it. Who cares? I don't watch it. Uh, I wouldn't want to watch that in a million years. I think it's no. fucking disgusting. But it's not my right to tell them what should and should not exist. I'm not going to put wow. limits on fiction. I'm not going to put limits on art. I don't care how shitty the art is. I'm not going to put limits on that. That's bullshit. I don't have the right. I mean, where the fuck does that end? I'm not okay with that. I've never been okay with that. I'm a grown adult. I can choose I, what not to consume. It's that simple. The point. I'm not saying that the creative process to create that shouldn't exist i'm saying the mind thought of sticking a man's mouth and sewing it to a butt should not be a thing that ever existed so why are you spreading that thought to sixteen thousand live viewers jesse it's just like I saying it, the n-word really you're just a dick for saying me. the n-word because you're making us say the racist term in our head so you're the racist bastard <laughs> that Nailed logic. it. caught me yeah busted. got Hashtag you there busted. <laughs> Oh god. This was bound to happen. We've missed like what three of this fucking Yeah, show? we've got a lot of pent up angst. <laughs> yeah. It's just it keeps spiraling out of control and I don't know why I'm surprised. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm glad I was here to witness it. I truly am. I would have I'm gonna be honest, I would have preferred that they just outright banned hatred and explained why. Like yes, this please. this is a puff piece. It's like yeah. we want to be safer and inclusive. Really? Well, that's okay. When I go into the that's pretty much what they, they did with Honey Pop, right? They just said, not this game. Yeah, right? they did. They literally yeah. said, not this game. So that, why, not, I, why not just do that like, again? All right. I mean, they just got boobies in there, but sure. Okay. Well, I mean, it depends. If you played the uncensored version, then you had more than just boobies in there. I mean, no, even... It, was, eh, boobies, it wasn't that it was, worth it. It wasn't that worth it. It wasn't that worth it. That's not worth it. That's not worth it, right? Pound it. That's not worth it. Pound it. Yeah. Boobies and splooge, that's not even worth it. Uh, yeah, they were like, we're going to edit out that 
that splooge because it's too hard. It's yeah, I just not far. even work. Like, I just don't like that this bullshit PR puff phrase. Like, we want to make it safer. I'm sorry. I go into the average chat and I'm immediately called a Nazi, an autistic, and a F word, and an N word, and a T word, and a Z word, and the, the Z word in particular. Ooh, oh, God. They called you the T word? They call me the T word, man. Bastards. I, I'm sorry. Like, your community is fucking terrible. <laughs> We have sub chat for a reason. Like, and you think that not having hatred on your service is somehow going to clean it up? Are you fucking kidding me? Oh all, my it, god. It all, it all comes down to, I'm just going to be frank. And if I can wax philosophical here for just a minute, I think it really all comes down to the fact that people will say things like Reddit is terrible. Or Twitch chat or YouTube chat is, is terrible. And, and having in, seen the the darker sides of humanity quite a bit. Like in sewing them out to a butt? Right, exactly. I'm just willing to say that humanity just kind of sucks. And if you find good people in this world, it, it, they're, they're a novelty, they're a rarity, and you should cling to the good people you meet and, and be as, as just celebrate that you found someone who wasn't a complete asshole and be best friends with them and hug them <laughs> And and just just admire them because they are one of kind in one in a million easily. And that's I, I you know that's why Jesse that's why there's some guy going you know be really fucked up is if I wrote a story about a guy whose face gets sewn to an Cause, asshole because he just wants friends right like no because he he sucks he just the guy who wrote that just kind of no, sucks but that's right because he doesn't understand friends and he's like everyone keeps calling me an asshole so I'm gonna make a movie where they have to be near my asshole because he's a <laughs> bad person. A bad person. You're all bad people. <laughs> you asshole sewing to mouth feeders. Since we, since we've devolved so hard, <sighs> can I make a move, a movement, if you will, uh, that we should do releases because there are a lot. Um, yes, probably. But let's at least conclude on this. Like, I, I you know, we'll go around the room and get everyone's kind of short opinion. I, I, I personally think that if they want to ban hatred, they should have just banned hatred. I think that banning a game that you have clearly not played and frankly has content that is no worse than other things that are streamed repeatedly on your service is ridiculous. And this is particularly the case when Twitch has more and more moved away from doing what it actually claims that it does, which is a game streaming service. It had the premiere of Mr. Robot on last night. You want to tell me what the fuck that has to do with gaming? You want to tell me what that fucking ultra dance party had to do with gaming? Not a shitty money, money, thing. Money, 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 exactly. money, money, money. Not a damn thing. So it's like one set of rules for them, another set of rules for us. We can't do content that's not gaming related. But hey, if a big television company comes around and offers us a little bit of moolah, oh, we'll do that. We'll put we'll put on stuff that's not remotely game related whatsoever. No problem. Twitch, get your they shit together. That's what I'm asking they, for. They let me build a Gundam on stream. Well, th frankly, if someone had reported you, you would have probably been kicked off for that. Like, you oh really would have. Oh, my God. I'm going to report you next I time I cleared it. That. I cleared I'm it. No, I'm reporting. I'm, report I'm full on reporting Go you. Go for it. I cleared it. Oh. Go for it. Well, you Go were see. sensible, but I've, I've seen people get shut down for, like, craft-related craft, craft -related stuff that wasn't, like, specifically game-related. Like, if you're making stuff like Warhammer, that's, like, for a game, you get away with it, but... I've seen, yeah, I've seen stuff like that going down. It's, yeah, I, I think that, I think it was handled badly and I think that they prejudged it. And I frankly think that they're treating channels that are like with, with 
older audiences, like 25 to 34, like children, and I'm not okay with that. Like, this is 2015. A lot of us have older audiences. We should be able to choose what the hell we watch and what we play. It's that simple. And if your age gating can't handle that, that's your problem, not mine. You know, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's Twitch's format, and they can do with it whatever they oh, want. Absolutely, they can. And yeah. I and could choose not to you know, be on this service if I wish. Right, that's exactly what it comes down to. We have the option to choose not to use the service at that point as well. And uh, if you want to see hatred uh, gameplay, uh, I believe Hitbox, Hitbox is still allowing yeah, streams yeah. of it. So you have the option to go to Hitbox instead of Twitch tonight and watch it get played there, and that's the decision they've made. And I, I admire the guys at Twitch. I like the guys at Twitch. I, I They let me sing shitty karaoke songs at the beginning and the end of every one of my streams without telling me not to do it, and I appreciate it because my audience loves it, and it's fun, and, you know, I appreciate the service you create. But at the end of the day, I wish you had just a little more... Um, Consistency? Balls, I guess, oh, would really that, be it. Yeah. Like I wish you, I, I I think it's a ballsy move you've made here, and that's good. So take the other step and just say we don't like that game. We don't want the PR disaster. We're not going to screw with it. Just just, just be, be honest just, about it. Just be honest about yeah. it. And that's my that's my. Qualm. Don't give it this bullshit about being inclusive, as if that's somehow inclusive. All right, right. that doesn't make any sense. Jesse, like what? What about the people oh, no, who want to watch? People's yeah, heads you, get you just in. you just excluded, excluded the people that people. wanted to watch hatred. Right. Yes, Jesse. Hard, I, I think that they I were looking with... for is accessible. Accessible? So, Jesse. Yeah, because no, I, I agreed with you Boogie earlier. Be... You just Jesse'd me. You I just Jesse'd me. I know, but then TB asked me a question. <laughs> Fuck. Go. Fuck. You guys, can you guys just go fight Fuck. on webcam, like punch the shit out of each other for our entertainment? I wonder if Twitch would allow that violence. Let's see. Go. Go fight. 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 What have I begun? We're gonna get kicked off. It's gonna be great. <laughs> yes. You know this new office setup they've got could have some upsides. You know, it's beneficial. <laughs> Yes, Jesse. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I was. I agreed with Boogie way back at the beginning when we first started. They should have just said, "Uh, yeah, no, we just don't like this game. We just do, we don't want the aggro." I'd have respected no. that more. I would have. I because I'd have at least. I wouldn't have agreed with it, but I at least don't have understood it. You know. Yep. Dodger. Your opinion oh, yeah, on it before we go to releases? I mean, like, like I. It's not that I don't get it. It's not that I don't get the whole like look, we're just going to do this now and it's going to cover our asses in the future. Like, you know, fuck it. But I do wish that they had just given it the same treatment that they gave Honey Pop and been like, look, we don't, we just don't want people streaming this fucking game. And we would have been like, okay. It, it, <laughs> right? Is, like, that would have been the end. Yeah. Is there even a banned list somewhere? There's got to be, surely, a list of banned games on Twitch. Because, like, if there <laughs> if there isn't one that's easily accessible, then that's a real pain in the ass. Maybe. There's probably one somewhere. Jesse, what the, what the hell? Uh, Dodger, what, what? I did something weird with my mouth that I don't think I've ever done before. Okay. And it caught me off guard. What the fuck? What the hell? Oh, I just watched that on the 45 second delay. <laughs> like, what? Anyway. 
Oh, apparently a band list has been made. Uh, Canthus, who is our re- resident uh, Twitch staff member in the chat, if you wouldn't mind linking that list, that would be nice. It would be nice to know what I'm going to get in trouble for and what I'm not going to get in trouble for on a service that's, you know, paying me. Uh, ah, there it is. Cool. Yes, they, they've actually got they've got a list of prohibited games. Uh, before we go on to the thing, let's... It's not a very long one. Okay, so no. here's the list of prohibited games. BMX XXX, Dramatical Murder, Second Life, <laughs> Honey Pop, right. Sakura Spirit, and then... They prohibit the adult-only version of Hatred, Fahrenheit, and Manhunt 2. Manhunt 2. So what that's the BMX list. So many it, it was a PlayStation 1 game where you rode around uh, as kind of a naked woman on a BMX. Oh, I see. Yeah, it was it's pretty okay. Dumb. It's not that great. Um, so, so San Andreas is not here, even if I have the, the, the hot coffee hot- mod installed, I guess. Or, I mean... You're, pro- you're probably going to get suspended anyway if you put the hot coffee mod on, let's be frank. Okay, um, right, yeah, okay. It's, it's, I guess it's the same thing as saying, well, we're, we're going to ban Skyrim because you can have all naked characters if you mod the game. I guess you know, they're only banning games where it's by default got this content in it, not when you mod it. So, And I, then I guess the, the other rules are just kind of standard. Look, you can't stream excessive nudity, you can't stream so on and so forth. So if you mod your Skyrim where everyone's naked and has gigantic dongs, then you're probably getting kicked off. Right, right. Okay, just some basic common sense. I, and yeah. I, I like that. Now, that this page is here, if this had been a part of the, you know, like a, an initial press release. That should be part really... of the initial press release. Yeah. Yeah. Then this would be I this would be very yeah. respectful. Yeah, they could have handled it better. Yeah. yeah. All right, okay, let's uh before Dodger like strangles us, let's uh let's go to releases. Okay. Today, May twenty eighth, we have Serpents in the Staglands for PC. <laughs> the what? <laughs> mm-hmm. The what he what he what? You know, serpents and the in the Staglands. It is a nineties CRPG, apparently. And it was kickstarted by Well North Studios. There's your answer. Next. Hills of Glory 3D for PC. Why are we still calling things 3D? Like, I thought that was kind of, you know, a default situation for most things. Maybe it's actual 3D. It's not. Uh, (laughs) I just went on there. It's It's a reverse tower defense game, and it's a port from Android. So I wouldn't expect anything too incredible. Um, Sleep Attack for PC. Okay. That's weird. Uh, sleep it's attack. It's an oddly named game. It it is. Um, I'm trying to actually find it. Oh, here it is. It's it's got a cool logo with some weird aliens. It's another tower defense game. But the the art style is really good. Yeah, I like the big three eyed guy. That art style is actually fucking great. Like it's got this yeah. really nice wacky cartoon art style. I mean, it's a tower defense game, so obviously there are a dime a dozen, but. The art style is cool. I'll give him that. Uh, homesick for PC. Homesick. Was this the? I know this was a Kickstarter game. I don't. It looked great. Did it actually end up great? Oh, it's got one of those logos with the thin font, which means it's going to involve a lot of uh, introspection. I can guarantee. Yeah, it's supposed it. to be like it's puzzle, a puzzle exploration mystery game. It look. Yeah. I mean, graphically, it looks incredible. Like it's a really yeah. impressive-looking game. You run around with an axe at some point for some reason, and weird goo comes out of the ground and attacks you. Oh, Interesting. yep. Interesting. What? Okay. Uh, a lot Graphics of positive reviews for that in the early access too. 
graphics on that ruined bathroom is just, just beautiful. It's breathtaking. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, I feel like I, could, I feel like I could just reach right in there and take a dump. <laughs> wow. Yep. <laughs> next. <laughs> uh, next is uh, Flame Over for PC. Uh, actually, the next is Airport Madness. Oh, World Airport Edition. Madness World Edition. Sorry for PC. Fancy Airport Madness. Uh, it is an airport strategy game designed by real air traffic controllers. Fuck that. I couldn't mm -hmm. deal with the stress. No. But that's what it is. You control an airport and you try and make people not die. Perfect. And then, flame over for PC. If I'm called correctly, I thought I, thought I saw this on NerdCube's channel. It's a firefighting roguelike. Yeah. It's a top-down squirt-em-up. Have we? Yeah, this is a game we talked about being released before I in some way. That. Yeah. Uh, home Improvisation for PC. That's the Ikea game that everyone and their brother played like four oh, months that's right. ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Chips Challenge 1 and 2 for PC. Oh, my, are they actually charging for that? Wasn't that free at one point? Good old know. Chips Challenge. Yeah, that, that, that game's a little bit old to justify me buying it, I think. No, let's not. Uh, armed with wings, rearmed for PC. <laughs> that is the worst <laughs> title I've heard all day. Armed with wings, rearmed. Can it you not kinda, come up with anything better than that? It's kind of cool looking. I mean, it, it, it? it's a sort of side-scrolling combat game by the looks of it, but it's in yeah. black and white. It's uh, got a really interesting art style to it, but the name of that game is just terrible. Uh, it's coming out on early access in about an hour. Supposedly. Oh. Uh, Toy Wars Invasion for PC. Toy Wasn't that the... No. No, it's not the same. I thought that was uh, an iOS game by Uber. It's not. It is... Uh, actually, it appears to be some kind of like third-person combat game, hmm. but with toys. All right. Yep, pretty much. And then Stargazer for PC. Okay. This was a green light game. Um, I don't... It looks like just a top-down RPG, sort of in a SNES style. Uh, yes. It actually looks like it was made with RPG Maker. In fact, it probably was. Yeah. It, um... If it wasn't, it looks like it was. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on to Friday, a.k.a. May 29th, we've got, of course, Splatoon for Wii U. It's pretty much the oh. big release of the week, isn't it? Yeah. So many squirting jokes to be had. Can I, say, um, can I say I got to play in the test fires? And did anybody else play in the test fire at all? No. I watched um, other people play. I thought the game was going to turn out being way overhyped. Um, and it's actually really, really fun. Like, I was hoping that it would turn out to be good. The test fire, I hope, was only a fraction of what's available in the game because it did not have a lot of depth and it did not have a lot of customization. Or was just way, way too powerful. Um, but, man, I can't wait to play that for legit tomorrow. It's so Same. much fun. Yeah, so good. It does look good. Uh, Legend of K Anniversary for Wii U, PS4, and PC. I remember Legend of K. That was actually pretty good. You played a cat and you were fighting shit with a sword. It was what? kind of, It was kind of good. There's also a giant angry boar in there at some point. 
actually might play that because I'm pretty sure I played it way back in the day on PS2 and it was actually a fun game. So I might give that a shot. Mm. Uh, Tiamat X for PC? It's a side-scrolling side shmup is what that is. Ah. <laughs> Ongaku um, for PC? Ooh. It is a side-scrolling 2D rhythm game with stylized artwork, apparently. Yes. Um, Arkelome 3D for PC? Arkelome 3D? That is a 3D shmup by a company with the worst logo in history, Dream Softcore, I believe, is the name of <laughs> it. No, no, sorry, Dream Soft Games. My apologies. I misread that completely. Dream Soft Games. Oh, man. Their logo is still terrible. Is so good. No. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a shmup. Another one. Um, Intergalactic Bubbles for PC. It's a bubble game. He's not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it I mean, actually is. It's a 3D bubble shooter. I, hang on, is this... They, wait a minute. This is just fucking bubble bubble. This is... It's just Buster Move with a different, with a slight space. angle on it. It's Buster Move in space. Okay. Um, Hyperdimension Neptunia Rebirth 2 for PC. JRPG. Yeah. Right? Anime Girls. Anime, anime Girls Forever. Yeah. Anime Girl JRPG. Uh huh. Uh, Pillar for PC. A lot of PC games coming out. Holy crap. Yeah. It's going to make my job a whole lot harder. At least I'm not going to be lacking for content. It is, uh, I, it's a uh, top-down puzzle game, by the looks of it. Um, Agapan for PC. Agapan. 2D story and exploration game taking place in a mysterious and ominous setting. Oh. Yes. Uh, also looks like flea. it was made with RPG Maker, oddly enough. Uh, oh, perfect. <laughs> flicks the Flea for PC. One assumes it's about a flea called Flea. I assume so, right? Inspired by 8-bit classics. Oh, God, not another one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, it's a platformer. You play a cool. flea. Perfect. Uh, the Silent Age for PC. Uh, that was a point and click that was on uh, mobile first. Okay. It was a, And now it's being ported to Steam. Fair enough. Was it any good, do you know? You get just play. Um, I have no clue. All I know is that I saw it existed on my app store. Okay, fair enough. So I couldn't tell you anything about it other than that. <laughs> Horizon Shift for PC. It's a top-down shoot 'em up, Geometry Wars slash Space Invaders kind of thing. Score attack by the looks of it. Cool. The Fruit of Grisea for PC. Looks like it's a visual novel, anime. Yep, it is. Gynophobia? What? PC? Uh, what? It is a horror shooter about an abnormal fear of women. Using classic first-person shooter gameplay, suffering from different phobias, including a phobia of women. Hmm. Uh, what? All yeah, right. it definitely... This, the screenshots for this are insane. What is this game? I'm watching the trailer, and it looks like a really, like, it looks like the original Soldier of Fortune crossed with this weird horror. What? Oh, my. You've got to watch the trailer for this yourself. This is fucking very, very strange. <laughs> this is... What? I think Twitch is going to be banning this game in a minute. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
Uh, right, okay. I don't know what to tell you about that one. You've got to go and look at oh, the trailer. there's a hot spider chick. <laughs> that is fucked up. The best part is at the end of the trailer, it's just a girl with giant boobs looking like you're looking at a key through a keyhole. And she just and she looks like, at you like... Yeah. And she like And the screen kind of shakes. Too. Like, what the... F no, 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 Jesse, the screen doesn't yeah. shake. She shakes. She vibrates, yeah. That's her. And she's oh like or something. Oh, I want to see it. I want to see that so badly. Oh, no. Well, you can play it very soon. <laughs> that looks so bad. Next. Oh, man. All right. So next is Artifact Adventure for PC. Uh, it's an uh, old-school style top-down RPG. And then Gao Kao Love 1000 Days for Visual PC. Visual Novel. Another one. Um, Alter World for PC. 2D platformer inspired by Stephen King's The Dark Tower in some way. Not really oh. sure how that is, but hey. Alter World? Alter World. I will go to there. That's my favorite thing in the world. Next. All right, and then June 1st, we've got Hatred for yep, PC. Yeah, of course. We yep. well, I think we all know what that's all about. Uh, Dungeon Crawlers HD for PC. I'll give you one goddamn fucking guess what game that's all about. Whoa, what? Uh, Waste Walkers for PC. It's probably that not about game. garbage collection. No, it's like a, it looks like it's kind of made an RPG Maker too. Yeah, post-apocalyptic RPG that again looks like it's made an RPG Maker. Yeah, certainly. God, the amount of RPG um, Maker games that get on Steam these days is getting beyond a joke. Hey, some people make real good shit there. They do. That is true. Most of them do uh, it for free, admittedly. Yeah. UFHO2 for PC. It is a kind of competitive puzzle game involving, like, rotating hexes and things around. Like, it's it's sort of a mixture between a strategy and a board game. And there's aliens in it, because there is, of course. Uh, this Starry Midnight We Make for PC. It's like a uh, possibly a visual novel. It is a visual... Is it? Looks like you create yes. night Ish. skies? No, it's not a visual novel at all. Um, yeah, it's like a it, science -y visual novel. It's just got anime in it for some reason. It is a celestial growth simulation game where you create celestial objects using the mysterious star-seeing basin. I... Okay. Well, then. That's a game. <laughs> Sparkle 2 for PC. This is kind of the last one, isn't it? Because... Uh, oh, no. No, there's a few more. Never mind. Uh, Sparkle 2... Uh, that looks like a ripoff of Luxor. Oh. Uh, that puzzle game with the balls that kind of rolled around it as a kind of like colored snake thing. I know my, my uh, mother used to play a bunch of that game. <laughs> and then finally, we've got Scribble Space for PC. Scribble, scribble Space is a game where you fly around as a little scribble and you fight other scribbles in sort of like one of those space shooter game things. Okay. But but it's like scribbles, like some like kids scribbles. So you fight everything from pencils to bees to whatever little kid could scribble up. Because of course you do. Yeah, of course. There are a few others. Uh, are there? Um, yeah, it. I guess that, that actually takes us to Tuesday. Yeah, you're right. Okay, cool. <sighs> All right, then. Well, that's that. Uh, well, uh, thanks for watching the podcast. We very much appreciate it. But before we go, we would like to plug whatever it is we have to plug. Why don't we start with our guest, Boogie. What's coming up on the channel this week and where can we find you? Uh, you can always find me at uh, youtube.com slash boogie2988 or here on Twitch at twitch.com slash boogie2988. Uh, we're going to be doing a lot more Witcher 3. 
Um, I do dabble with H1Z1. I dabble with whatever game is hot as well. I'm a variety streamer. Um, YouTube, I'm, I've been doing that series about being heavier um, and the gaming news, and we've been doing uh, a lot of different stuff over there. I, I think you'd like it. Yeah, I'm definitely a vlogger, so know if you're coming there, expect vlogging about games rather than gameplay. But I think I'm unsubscribing immediately. Like do I'm what sorry. I want you to do. I'm sorry. Do it. I'm the oh. only one that matters. I'm sorry. But yes, please come check me out. I love you guys already. Thanks for letting me uh, talk to you here today. It was awesome. Cool. Jesse. Hi. I uh, I don't really want to say much. Just come to my channel, youtube.com slash Cox. There's videos there. I, I have to go. So I love okay. you guys. And you're wonderful. Yes, so you do actually you. have to oh. run. So by all means. Yeah. Dodger, right. what's going on with the channel this week? Uh, hi guys, I'm Dodger. I've got a channel, youtube.com slash to continue. I play butt-touching games, visual novels, gaming, dating sims, things like that. And, uh, I just did a video on banning, all of the different ways that companies are trying to utilize banning and warning systems. So if that sounds like it would be interesting to you, it's a little different from what I normally do, but that video's been doing well, which makes me happy. Cool. Um, and then I also have twitch.tv slash dexterity bonus. I try to stream, like, at least three times a week, sometimes more, sometimes less, depending on what's going on. And on all the social medias, I'm at dexbonus, D-E-X-B-O-N-U-S. So come hang out. Thanks for watching. Cool. Yeah. Uh, before I go, I'd like to remind people that my shirt is going to be on sale for the next few days only. It's getting to the point where we will be taking it off sale. So if you do want to check it out, uh, head over to maker uh, shop.maker.tv. You'll find it right there. That's shop.maker.tv. The House Biscuit shirt and House Biscuit bundle is available only for the next four or so days, at which point it will be taken off sale forever. So you will not be able to get it anymore. So please do go check that out. Uh, we're offering free shipping in the US for the shirt and the bundle, and I believe flat rate shipping for the shirt and the bundle for the rest of the world. So please do go check that out. It is available until June the 1st, which is in four days' time. So please mush, 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 mush. If you do wish to pick that up, now is the only time you're going to be able to do that. Outside of that, youtube.com slash cynicalbrit for all my content. I do have... Uh, I'll probably be doing a hatred video either for tomorrow or Saturday, most likely. So I'll tell you whether or not that game's actually worth your time. Probably won't be, I'm going to be frank, but we'll give it a shot anyway. See what I did there? Give it a shot. It's clever. It's a pun, you see. Ah. Uh, outside of that, there's videos on Carmageddon. There's videos on Chroma Squad this week. And there's also, if I recall correctly, a video on Invisible Ink. And if you check out my StarCraft channel, youtube.com slash totalbiscuit, You'll be able to see Shoutcraft Clan Wars. The latest one is up. That's Axiom taking on Prime. You can go watch those spoiler-free over at youtube.com slash totalbiscuit. As to whether or not we're doing a lounge this week, um, probably not Friday. We'll see if there's anything on the weekend. Maybe we can get something done, but I'm not promising anything at the moment. Um, lounge kind of happens when it happens when we can, so we apologize for that. It's not really on a regular schedule. It's just kind of what we're up for at the time. So we will let you know. Follow our Twitter feed. Those who made the mistake of not seeing the show this week because they weren't following Twitter, do please follow the Twitter. Even if you don't have Twitter, you could just go to our Twitter pages. We always tell you when the show is going to be. So we did have to move the show this week because of Jesse's international travel and the fact that he's having to run off to Blizzard now, I think, or something along those lines. Yeah. So we had uh -huh. to move the show time. That's just how it is. 
Yeah, the, we have to change the time of the live show sometimes. We always get the VOD up on time for people that do miss it. So if you missed any of this show, it will be up on the YouTube channel shortly. If you're already watching it on the YouTube channel, then this entire thing was completely and totally pointless. Regardless, thank you very much for watching, folks. Big thanks to our special guest, Boogie2988, for coming on the show today. Oh, thank you for having me. Thanks, Boogie. Loved it. <laughs> thank you, loved Boogie. It, loved it. Thank you. We'll do it again soon. Thanks for sticking around till the end because Jesse sure as hell didn't because he's a slacker. Thank you very much for watching, folks. Big thanks to our sponsor, crunchyroll.com slash Total Biscuit for this week's episode. And we'll see you next time. Good night.